Oh my God, bro. Yeah. This right here got me yesterday. My girlfriend walked in the room and I was crying. She's like, what's wrong? The biggest goal for me in that fight was to make things right. Erwin, welcome, man. It's a pleasure. pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to be here. Finally, to get a chance to sit face yes. to face with you. Yes. Um, I think I've been following you for over three years. I was looking. Yeah, something like that, you know. And from, I, from what I've seen yeah. on our messages and shit, yeah. Yeah, I had, and I, I always had an interest in fighters, right? And yeah. I always wanted to understand like the mindset of a fighter, uh. um, and to understand their drive, their ambition, yeah. what puts them in that cage, and what motivates them day to day. Yeah. So to me, you're the first fighter I've ever spoken to. Face to face, mind you, somebody who's been in Combate America. I've been around. Titan <laughs> FC champion. I've been around. UFC. Yeah. Fighting Jigga, knockout cancer on yeah. two days' notice. Yeah. What a crazy battle in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Um, and now and, an Eagle and, FC. And now Eagle FC. Yeah. I've been around, man. But uh, yeah, man, I'm here. I'm open to any questions you got, brother. Yeah. You know, hit me with your questions. And uh, I'll give you the best answers I can provide you with. Gotcha. <laughs> so, in terms of um, in terms of your journey, uh -huh. like what what got you interested initially in fighting? I know that you were into boxing before. Um, yeah, I was. You know, I I boxing was my first love. Yeah. You know, so um, I never. I've my story is very it's it's very interesting because I've never I, I wasn't one to um, to go into these sports like I never did anything I don't have a background you know I never started off fighting you know as a kid I never you know I, there's no fighters in my family you know what I mean it's just like it was just something that I I I, I like to do you know and because of where I was from I'm originally I mean I'm, I'm, I'm Mexicano I was born in Mexico but at four years old I came to uh, Hudson Valley in uh, upstate New York okay and um, it wasn't until my teens, but even in Hudson Valley, like in like the nice area, like the decent area, it's a place called Wappingers Falls. It's like the decent area. But around from the other side, like, you know, maybe an hour ride, then it's something called Newburgh. You know, that's where I'm uh, that's where I, I, I grew up, like in my teens. I moved over there when I was 12 years old and that place is like a hood. You know what I mean? Okay. So I had to learn how to fight, you know, and I've always been into um I've always just gotten into like problems, you know, situations just arise. I wasn't a uh, a bad person, you know. I wasn't a person to look for problems. I and I wasn't somebody to be picked on. Um but it's just like I would just get these I would get into these encounters with um in in these circumstances, you know, where somebody would be making fun of somebody in front of my face. You know, or um, somebody would make fun of my race. You know, I, I grew up with a lot of racism mm -hmm. growing up. And, um, you know, I, I didn't take that shit. You know, I don't, I don't take that lightly. And uh, it was just me intervening in them and doing something about it. <laughs> and <laughs> it was until then when I started to realize that I, I could fight. Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking good fighter, you know. Like, I had my first, my very first fight when I was one, like, when I was in the, in the first grade. You know, I beat the shit out of some kid in a, in a parking lot, you know, uh, in the bus stop, actually. You know, like, prior to going to school, like, you know, like, we were right about to go to school. He would start, he started making fun of my race, and I just snapped, man, and I just started beating the, the brakes off of this dude, man. And I beat him so bad that I left him, like, just there in the shelter, like, you know, like, because it's like a bus stop shelter. Yeah. And I just beat him up, and I just left him there, and I really, literally just walked right into the bus like nothing. 
you know, and everybody was around that saw, and then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to be my friend, everybody wanted to be my friend, everybody was now interested in me, so it's like, when I'm thinking back on it, like, uh, now that I know a little bit more about the brain and stuff, you know, and I realized that how important those childhood, like, who we are, it starts from a childhood, you know, it starts from your, your, your first experiences as a childhood, you know, in your childhood, and looking back, like, how I was always praised for fighting, you know, and it wasn't that I did something bad, it was just, like, me defending myself or something, and I kind of fell in love with, like, the attention, you know, mm. a little bit, um, and I was good at it, I, you know, I, I was I was just good, you know, I was just like, I didn't take shit from nobody. But it's like, looking back on it, like I told you, like, how I just literally went into the bus and all of a sudden people wanted to be my friend, you know? People started to respect me and, gotcha. you know, I didn't know what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. I was just like, really? Like, you know, you want to be my friend now? Like, you know, like, yeah. and it's just like, that's just how I, that's how my whole life was basically, like, revolved around, you know? Literally, like, two years later, I would get in another fight, like, and then... You know, it'd be the same shit. I'd beat the shit out of somebody. And then all of a sudden, like, people want to be my friend and nobody would mess with me for, like, another three years. And then I'd do it again, you know? So, yeah, you just had to come up and show yourself all of a sudden. I would sudden. just have to prove myself every yeah. just, like, three years, you know what I mean? Like, let me remind them. Yeah, let me remind them just of who I am, you know? But it's crazy how the mind works, man. You know, it's a beautiful thing. But, uh, again, it was like I had no background in fighting, you know? This is just the, the type of person that I was. I always just got into these encounters and I would just always make sure that I finished them. And I started to realize that I could fight. You know, I knew that nobody, like if somebody messes with me, I could fight, you know, and I was never scared to fight. That was always my thing. Like, you know, I would see people like if I tell them I want to fight or if, like we're about to throw down, you know, or like an escalate, like a situation escalates. I was always the first one, like, let's go, you know what yeah. I like? And these dudes would be scared, you know, cause People, like, once they get confronted with confrontation, it's a fight or flight. You know about it. Of you know, course. it's the fight or flight response. You know, like, you're either going to do something about something that's going on or you're just going to just freeze, yeah. you know. And I just never been a stranger to that. You know what I mean? But it's because of my childhood. It's because of how I was brought up. It's because of the situations that I've encountered, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, I never had experience never had nothing experience one day i just literally like i saw um an ad on tv or at, on uh on the computers back in the day <laughs> you know on the computers i saw an ad that uh had like pro style rule fightings and after i graduated high school i was in college you know i did community college and i just wanted to try it just to see if it's something that i would like you know i said to myself well i know i could fight you know, like, and let these motherfuckers take me down. These uh -huh. guys can't take, they can't take me down. Oh, watch me beat the shit out of these dudes. I didn't care about the ground game. I didn't know how important it was until this. <laughs> <laughs> so I take the fight. I go all the way to Virginia. I'm in New York at the time. And I go to Virginia. And um, it's like a tryout to get a pro-style fight, you know. And How old were you at this time? I was about, I would say, 19, 20, something okay. like that. Like, you know, I was like 19, 20 years old, you know. And, uh... I didn't have no experience, no nothing. I just been in a bunch of street fights my whole life, you know, and I just tried it, you know, and and I went there to the fight and I was good enough for the judges to deem me to be worthy to take the fight, you know? So they gave me the fight. And back in the day like it was amateur, but in Virginia, so uh because uh New York at the time was illegal for MMA, you know? So 
in Virginia, they would do like uh, MMA fights, like amateur MMA fights, but they would do them without shin pads, without like, uh, with, with just like the small gloves and shit. Like, you know, like now they do them with shin guards and now they do them with like bigger gloves. Like instead of the eight ounces, they give you like 10 ounces, you know, 10 ounce big thick gloves. How many ounces are the UFC gloves? UFC ounces are f they're four ounces, okay. you know, they're four ounces, yeah. And this was like a legit like UFC fight, you know okay. what I mean? Like obviously not stylistically, but like in the aspect of it was four ounce gloves and you know no shin guard, just like you know just go at it. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, um, I took the tryout. I went there, you know. I I had all the confidence in the world, you know, because that's something that I'm never lacking, <laughs> you know. Because I've I, seen it. And I just I, I like the fight, man. Yeah. And I took the fight, and bro, I started like the fight starts, and I'm like chopping the guy down with leg kicks. I catch him with a beautiful like two piece, and then all of a sudden I throw a head kick and I slipped. Ooh. I slipped because I didn't know how to properly throw the head kick, so I slipped. The guy comes rushing at me, and the guy that I fought was like an amateur. He had an amateur record, you know. He was he was legit. He yeah. was a wrestling like state champion, you know. Like he was legit, you know. And the guy rushes me, picks me up, slams me, you know, just takes my back and eventually just chokes me out, you know. Looking back I, after I lost that fight. I remember being in the car, you know, and I had told everybody, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start fighting. I'm going to be a fighter. Like, you know, I think this is what I want to do, you know. I, I told people, people what were like, yo, people? you're crazy, Yeah, bro. I was going like, to say, what, what is everybody's response? Yeah, everybody's like, yo, you're crazy. You're crazy. What the fuck do you mean you're going to fight? You have to be fighting. Like, you know, you got to know about that shit. You, been, you, you know, you, you've been in street fights. Yeah, you know, I've seen you do some crazy shit, but it's like, you know, this is different. This is, you know, this is like, you know, in a cage and shit, you know, with another guy that knows what he's doing, you know. So anyway, long story short, when I was in the car on my ride back home, I just had an epiphany, you know? I, I said to myself, I'm like, not for nothing, after the whole experience, I fell in love with it, man. Like, I love the attention. I love how the lights were, like, kind of like this, like, you know, yeah. just bright lights, and it's just like, I fell in love with it. But the one thing that intrigued me the most out of everything was the fact that I was not scared to fight. And these guys were literally shitting in their pants, bro. Like, they were so nervous to fucking fight. How like, could you tell? How could you tell that they were Oh, so you can smell fight? fear off of people. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? When so when you're around somebody, you just, like, you see how antsy they get. They're just, like, you know, like, their eyes are, like, all over the place, you mm -hmm. know? They, 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 they're, like, they're, they're, they have little tics where, like, they'll, they'll just stomp their feet. Like, you know uh -huh. what I mean? Like, it's, it's body language, yeah. you know? Physiology. Yeah. You know about that. Yeah. You know, but, uh... So anyway, I would just see these guys. I would take a look around because I'm a very observant person, you know, as you can tell, like, when I first walked in. Yeah. You know, I'm a very observant person, and I saw the, I saw how everybody was. And these are, again, like, remember, these are guys that have experience. These are guys that are amateur fighters, like, you know, that, that are doing this for, like, you know, like, trying to get to that next level, you know. And I just came in with no experience, no nothing, no background, no nothing, just because, you know, I... I, I I knew I could fight, you know, and I'm not scared to fight. So, like, looking at all these guys, I was just like, man, these guys, why the fuck are they so scared? It's a fucking fight. Yeah. Like, why are they so scared? They're, they're more experienced than I am. And I just was so intrigued by it. And I said to myself, what, after I had this epiphany, I said to myself, man, I know that if I were to get in the, a gym and learn this ground shit, learn how to wrestle, learn how to do jujitsu, I know I can do good in this sport. I know I... I feel like I could do this, you know, like this is this is my calling. Like I know I can do it. And well, long story short, now we're here. You know what I mean? So 
since that, after that fight, you know, I took maybe a couple months off, and then uh, I decided to go into a gym, and I started learning everything from scratch. I started learning jujitsu, started training jujitsu every single day. That was my number one focus. Every single day, twice a day, I would do jujitsu, you know. And um, what belt do you have right now? What belt? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Oh, and per, and uh, jujitsu purple belt. Yeah, okay. purple belt under Gilbert Burns. Yeah, that's my under guy. Gilbert Burns. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, um, what's it called? Yeah, I just started learning everything from the ground up. You know, I started learning the ground game. You know, and I got so good to the point where I was just like the best in my in my in my area. You know, I was like the best. You know, that's why they started calling me the beast. And like, you know, I was the best in the area. I was knocking dudes out. You know, they had more experience than I had. I was doing good. And I said to myself, I didn't see a development there no more. You know, I outgrew everybody, you know, in my in my area. And I, I wanted to go to that next level. And that's when I met Cosmo Alexandra. And um, he's he's a world Muay Thai champion. He's he came down to my gym for a seminar and we just kind of clicked, man. He saw how serious I was about my training and how much I loved it, how much how serious I was. And he said, you know, if if you ever you know, find the courage and you ever want to give it a shot, you know, um, you should try out with the Black Zillions with, with me, you know, come out, come out to South Florida, try out for the Black Zillions. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it under consideration because at the time I had a girlfriend at the time, you know, and I was trying to make things work in, in New York. Mm -hmm. And then um, once I broke up with her, I took a trip down to Florida and I just tried it. And bro, here I am today. You How know? many years have you been down here with the Black Zillions? I've been down here for like eight, nine years now, you know. We're not called the Black Zillions no more, but that's what we used to be called like when I first came down. And now I'm with uh, I'm still with my same uh, trainers, which is Henry Hooft, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Greg Jones. And we're called Sanford MMA now, yeah. you know, but uh, it's all the same guys, man. Yeah. All those guys are my brothers. Every single one of them were shot. Everybody, everybody, when they see me, they show me love. I show them more love, you know, because we have a bond that's like unbreakable, you know, like the things we all went through and we all experienced it together, you know, and. It's a it's a very beautiful bond, you know, that, that you that you make with these people, with these individuals. But it's like I said, you know, like long story short, that's how I got started. And that's where I am now. You know, it's like when you want something so bad, the universe will open up to you. You know, it'll give you those opportunities for anybody that that wants anything, anything that they desire. But the opportunities will come. But it's up to the ultimate. It's ultimately up to the individual to go and, you know, go through those doors when they open up. And as quick as they open up, they close. So you got to be ready to take them when they open, you know, when, when, when they're there, you know. And I'm very grateful and very fortunate to have met Cosmo because without him, I wouldn't be here today. You know, I had plans to visit another gym like Rufus, Rufus Sports Gym, you know, because I was a big Anthony Pettis fan, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I liked his style. His style is kind of similar, you know. So I, I, I thought to myself, well, maybe, you know, it'd be cool to be out there. But I got the opportunity with Cosmo, and I never looked back, man. And I'm so grateful to where I ended up because my trainers, they they have the same mindset that I have. Like, you know, they Henry has a very beautiful style, the Dutch style. He mm -hmm. calls it the Dutch style of kickboxing, the H kickboxing system that he has developed. It's a Dutch style, and the Dutch style is like kickboxing, but very aggressively, you know, very aggressive mm -hmm. kickboxing. And I've always been a big fan of guys like Mike Tyson, Roberto Duran, you know, guys who are like fight you in your face, you know, like mm -hmm. I like that style, that style of fighting, you know, like where you're right in the person's face. But uh, but yeah, man, that's how I got started. You know, it's, it's a I long had, story. Yeah, but, I had, no, no, no. I had yeah. no idea that you came down here simply to fight. Yeah. So your life was about fighting. So how did you yeah. survive? There? Well, number one, actually, let me ask you this. Like you said, 
the door of opportunity opens and closes Correct. relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. What gave you the courage to actually take that step and say, this is my opportunity. I'm moving down to Florida. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to be a professional fighter. Well, it's not even necessarily the courage mm-hmm. that I um, that I that that people need not to think about. They need to think about why did you not do these? Why would you not do something like this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody gave me the opportunity where I knew that I could be a fighter, why would I not go? You know what I mean? And the reason why I didn't go was because, like I told you, I had a girlfriend at the time. And I was trying to make things work in New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And But if I didn't have that girlfriend, I would have been there in a heartbeat. You know, if you want something, go get it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's that simple. And that's what people people don't, it's not like, oh, how can I muster the courage to do something? It's why wouldn't you do something? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you try to go? you know, become the president of the United States? Like, why wouldn't you be try to do this or try to do that? Or why wouldn't you do that? These people, they, they, the thing with me is I'm, I'm fearless. I'm a fearless person. Like I've always been that way, you know? And everybody has fears when they're doing things. Like when it's a big move, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work out. You know, they focus on the fears rather than they focus on the cons rather than the pros. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to ask ourselves, why wouldn't we do these things? You know, why wouldn't we go and go get them? You know what I mean? And that's what we need to focus on more so than the the actual courage. Like, what what did you do? Like, you know what I mean? How so, did you block out the noise? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are naysayers. Hey, you're too short. Or, you correct, don't have any yeah. experience. Oh, yeah, you yeah, don't know yeah. wrestling. You don't know jiu-jitsu. I'll give you right, the, what makes you think yeah, you're a fighter? You know yeah, what I, I give you the perfect example. The perfect example was when I was a kid, right? When I was a kid. I love basketball, you know. I love basketball, bro. I, bro, that was my first love. What do you think you are, Muggsy Bogues, bro? <laughs> I love basketball. It was my first love, man, you know. And I legitimately, like, I wanted to be a basketball player growing up. That's what I would, like, once I found basketball, because it was, like, the thing to do in, like, my area. Yeah. You know, all the kids were playing basketball, and I fucking sucked at it. <laughs> but I would work every day, like, literally, where I would just bounce the ball and just practice on getting better, you know. And I wanted to be better. Like, I always had that that heart to like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do the best at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be picked like first in, in, you know, like when we would do pickup games, like, cause I was always picked last. Like, you know, they were like, well, like I can't ball. Like, you know, yeah. oh fuck, I'm stuck with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I practiced every day and I got better and I got better and I got better and better and better. And I started getting picked first. You know, I got so good that, you know, like it was a big love of mine. But I let all those naysayers, I let them tell me that you'll never be a basketball player. You're too short. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's physically impossible. Everybody's taller. I let that get to me, you know. And because I let that get to me, I stopped that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I could have been a basketball player. I mean, you know, but who knows? You know, one never knows. But what I'm saying is once I started finding, once I discovered fighting, I... I didn't allow those voices to get to me, you know, I because I let them get to me in the past. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't allow that to get to me. I know that through my hard work, I can get anything. I can, I can, I can have anything that I want through hard work yeah. because I've proven that to myself, you know, from my past prior experiences. Because I remember one time as well, there was this one time where uh, in junior high school, in junior high, or I'm sorry, junior, junior, what is it called? What? 
Middle it's like school, yeah. yeah, junior high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like prior to me moving to Newburgh. It was for Wappingers. Wappingers Junior High. I really wanted to make the football team. I really wanted to make the football team. I was like very big on making football. It was like the cool thing to do, mm-hmm. you know. And bro, all summer, all summer, because the tryouts began the first, you know, like right after summer. Mm-hmm. That's when school started. And all summer, I just, I, I focused, like, I just, I would run with a backpack and, like, and like uh, rocks in my backpack and shit, and I would just run around town, you know, and I would run hills, and I would, uh, I would throw the ball up in the air and catch it, and, you know, like, just training yeah. myself, you know what I mean? Like, I was just training myself. And then when the tryouts finally came, the tryouts finally came, and, bro, like, we had, like, this first course where we, where we first, like, run one mile. Mm-hmm. And after we run that mile, then we start doing drills. Mm-hmm. Bro, the first mile that we ran, bro, everybody was in the background, bro. I, I'll, I fucking killed everybody. Yeah. You know, I was like all the way in the front. You know, I was like first person to finish. You know, and these guys are like they're football player. They played football before and shit like that. And I'm like the first one to finish, or I was the second one. One of those. You know, there might have been another kid that was faster. But um, but then we did the drills, and I was smoking the drills, and I did so good to the point where it was like we were like sitting down. We had a little break, and the coach was talking. And he just singles me out. He's like, man, I just want to know one thing, first and foremost. Who are you? Who's, who are you? What's your name? You know? And I looked at him and I was like, uh, Erwin? You know? And he's like, he's like, I want to know what it is that you do, man. You're out here smoking my courses, bro. Like, I, what the fuck? You know? Like, mm-hmm. He told me like that in front of everybody. And, and I was like, uh, I just I really want to make the team. You know? I really want to make the team. And he's like, well, you're doing it. You know? Just keep doing what you're doing. And I even got a little nervous after that. I was like, oh, shit. You know, I, like, I would start messing up in the drills and shit. I was like, fuck. I started messing up and shit because I, I was nervous. I was like, you know, the guy singled me out. Yeah. Long story short, the next, like, uh, two, three days after after everything's over, I made the team, you know, easy. Made the team easy. But what it did for me, you know, it's worth so much more. Like, it made me realize that hard work pays off. You know, if you bust your ass, if you work hard for something that you want, you get it. You know what I mean? You just you just need to work hard. And that's where I learned my hard work. You know, I said to myself, I could do anything, you know, I, if, I, if I just work hard for it. Yeah. So that's why I said, like, with the fighting, like, I didn't let the naysayers get me because of what happened with the basketball thing. And I understood that I can I can have anything that I want if I just work hard for it. And that's how I just blocked them out. You know, I kept doing my thing, you know, and little by little, I, I got here, you know. Yeah. And it's like... It's a whole development. If you watch my, if you watch my, um, like, uh, the beginning of my career, like my first fights to now how they are, you can even see it in the interviews that I've done, you know, how it's just like you just see the shift happening. Like you see the development growing, mm-hmm. you know, in the individual as a fighter. The way that I'm fighting is so much different from the way that I first fought, you know, and my mindset is so much different from my first, from the first time that I fought. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a maturing process. Has your motivation you know? changed? No, the motivation has never changed. Yeah. The motivation is always there, and it's, what is your motivation for fighting? For what, what's the ultimate goal for you? I want to be the greatest in the, you know, the best in the world, bro. I want to be the greatest of all time, man. But what drives somebody to want you know? to be the best in the world? That all revolves around who an individual is. Of for me. It's the fact that I have one life to live. I have one life to live, you know, and I want to live it with purpose. I want to live it with accomplishments. You know, when I'm done with everything, I want to be able to say that I was the greatest that I could have been for myself. 
you know? And how do I become the greatest for myself? By being the greatest in the world. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I that's what I truly want. That's my desire. That's, you know, and who's to stop me from doing that? Another individual because of what he's saying or what he's saying? No, fuck that. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And in that cage, like, there ain't nobody stopping me other than whoever's across from me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do what I got to do to that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is what I want, man. This is... I realized more than anything after the whole thing that happened with me, you know, being locked up and everything, you know, after I got out, I did a lot of heavy thinking, man, a lot of self-analysis, and I realized what I want in this world and how I'm going to get it. And I mapped out a plan, and I know exactly what I'm doing, you know, and like I told you, we have one left to live, bro. Life is so short. I have one life to live, so I'm trying to live it to the best of my abilities, you know. I'm not doing things trying to outwork you know, this person or that person, like, shit's irrelevant, you know? I'm only outworking myself every day. I focus on myself, and I'm going to get the things that I want for myself, you know? My mind is to myself, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, so you mentioned being locked up. I'm sure most people listening have no idea what you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, yeah. you went through um, you went through a, a psychotic break where Correct. it was televised, it was on the news, mm -hmm. uh people were slandering you and talking bad uh saying that you were a murderer mm -hmm. you're trying to kill your sisters mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what happened and, and just walk us through your mindset and, yeah. and and how everything unfolded well um first and foremost uh, you know i don't knock anybody down for the things that they said you know what i mean like so it's all good you know but the thing is, it's like what people don't understand, they will fear it. Mm -hmm. They will fear. We all fear what we don't understand. You know, when we see something happen, we just we just see the incident. You know what I mean? We just read about it. We just hear about it, mm -hmm. you know. And then sometimes to make things worse, some people have some people, they say things word of mouth and then other people have good imaginations, you know, so mm -hmm. they'll throw in their little twist in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it makes it worse, you know. So what people what we all don't understand we fear, you know, we, we look at it like something bad, something negative, but what happened to me, it's, it's a very long story, but, you know, to, uh, to get people to understand the best that I can. I think, yeah, I think know? it's important to really, yeah to, to do your best. And I'm glad that this is a long format yeah. because I think it's important that people hear it from you yeah versus them twisting up new stories and articles. Yeah, correct. You know, but, uh, to make, you know, it, like I said, it's a very long story, but um, it just simply, it was simply, it was basically, you know, it, everything happened from not sleeping, you know, and let me, let me give a rundown of how important sleep is, you know, for, for everybody so they can understand, yeah. you know, like what the fuck you mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> we all have to go to sleep. You know, we all have to go to sleep. We have to rest. The reason why we go to sleep is to... Um, Sorry, no, go ahead. Is that good? Yeah. The reason why we go to sleep is uh, it's to eliminate the stress that we deal with as a human being on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? Um, stress is very important. It's it's a big, big factor in all of us, you know? We, we all deal with stress shit, you know, um, with circumstances that happen and stuff that will make us feel bad or just your daily life in general some people are just you know they they have a bad partner or they have a shitty job that they hate you know what i mean and 
it, it's stressful. It's very, very stressful. And it's almost sometimes you get to that breaking point, you know. So something that we do as a natural human being is we sleep. You know, we sleep, you know, and we have this in our sleep. We have something called the dream state, you know, where we dream. You know, everybody fucking has dreams like, you know, this is all scientific, factual mm -hmm. shit, you know. And in our dream state, um, we create our biggest desires or we create our biggest fears. Sometimes we have a good dream or sometimes we have a nightmare. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a bad dream. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we have these these things that we create in our in our dream state and everybody's dream state is different for the individual you know because no individual is the same that's why we can't dream the same thing you know what i mean mm -hmm. my dreams are different from your dreams yeah. and everybody else's you yeah. know everybody has different dreams so we we you know we have a dream and we don't think nothing of it we don't think to ourselves like oh it's important to dream or oh what is dreaming you know what i mean but when you start learning about this shit like you know you you realize how important fucking the what how important it is just to dream you know just to to escape reality a little bit you know and or just want things you know have desires and and you know have a good dream and and wake up feeling like you know what be motivated like oh i want to be like how i was in my mm -hmm. dream you know what i mean so it's it's important to, to 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 understand this to understand this so with me what happened was i didn't go to sleep you know, I didn't go to sleep for I think it was about eight days, you know, or nine days that I went in total. But after about the seventh day, that's when I, you know, went psychotic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Did anybody recognize as those days were progressing? No, we all didn't understand what was happening because it's not something that like, you know, like when things happen and we have no knowledge, like obviously now I have knowledge. Now I have like I know what signs to look out for and everything. But it's like back then we didn't have any knowledge. We didn't know it. We didn't even know that this this type of things could happen to, you know, us, you know, and us meaning my family, you know, because, you know, like we, we were in a little bubble almost mm -hmm. like where we like, you know, we love each other. You know, we I, I have no trauma. Like I don't have no, you know, like nothing to happen to me like that was very bad or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like. And this wasn't, like, CTE-related. It wasn't, like, no head trauma or something. You know, I barely get hit in fights, bro. Like, if you if you watch my fights, Ch Giga Chikachi was the only fight that I've ever actually took damage. Yeah. You know, that guy put it on me. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I saw tipped it. my hat I off to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that guy put it on me, man. You also took the fight on two days' notice. That's I took just... the fight on, like, one day's oh, notice, yeah, bro. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but And he was out of your weight class, too. But it wasn't, like I'm saying, it wasn't. Yeah. Like I've been taking head and I'm I'm you know I'm fucked up because I've been taking head hits to the head like it had nothing to do with that. What happened was simply just because I didn't sleep, you know, and we didn't ex we didn't understand what was happening at the time, you know, because what happened was it was New Year's Eve. This is I'm I'll give you guys a rundown. It was New Year's Eve, and uh, or it was uh, the day before New Year's Eve. Okay. Um. So it was like the thirtieth, mm -hmm. the thirtieth of I believe December. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to go down to, uh, to, to New York to go visit my family, you know, because I, I had a fight coming up. Uh, I was scheduled to fight Ray Rodriguez in uh, March, March for the UFC, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. So I said to myself, OK, I was being uh, very active. I had fought Giga Chikazi on one day's notice and then I fought the next guy like a month later, mm -hmm. you know. And I said to myself, OK, I need a break, you know, like, let me get a break. 
I got three months until this next fight. This next fight is not till March. So let me go see my family. I want to enjoy my family. Enjoy the fact that I got to the UFC, you know, and just kind of chill with them and just be with them, you know, and, and hang out with them prior to me coming back to Florida and then working hard and making sure that I, I do my thing in my next fight. You know, this is my chill time to just be my family, you know, and I try to do this as much as I can, but I haven't been able to because I haven't had the luxury to. I, I used to have a job. I used to work and stuff, you know, so I never had the time to go visit my family as much as I would love to, you know, because I'm here down. I'm here down south by myself. Yeah. You know, I lived here by myself. But now, like now my mother's here. I live with my mom now and my, and my little sister, you know, so now it's different. You know, now it's nice. It's nice to have them around. But um, but before I was living by myself, it was just me and my daughter. So anyway, so uh, it was the 30th, you know, and um, I wanted to hang out with them. And um, I went to go see them and I saw them. They picked me up at the airport. Everything was cool. You know, we were kicking in. We were chilling. And um, that whole night, like I was hanging out with my family and then I was chilling with my pops, just talking to you like I'm. You know, I was talking to him, and we were just catching up. We were just telling him how much I love him, how much he was telling me how proud he is of me, you know. Um, and I was telling him, like, yeah, you know, I got to do things differently in my next fight. You know, I got to make sure I do this and I do that. He's like, yeah, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know, we're just chilling, kicking mm -hmm. it, having a good time. We let time slip by because it's never enough time. You know, I was only there for four days. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, trying to, like, absorb them as much as I can. Enjoy that little time that I have with them, mm -hmm. you know, and... One thing led to the next, and it was like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. My pops fell asleep, and I kind of just stayed up. I was like, you know, I've stayed up before in the past. I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not even tired. Like, you know, you know, I, I was just motivated to see my family, to hang out with them, you know, excited. You know, I had a lot of exciting feelings in, in, inside of me, you know. Um, and I was just chilling, kicking it with him. He ended up falling asleep, and I just stayed on my phone, and it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, everybody was up at like eight, nine o'clock, you know, so I just kind of stayed up. The next day is New Year's Eve, you know, and again, like one day, no sleep. Everybody's done it. We all done it. Mm -hmm. Like it is what it is. Nothing happens. So the next day is New Year's Eve, you know, and we're having a good time. We're watching family videos, you know, when I was a little kid, when I was like me and my sister, when we were little kids, you know, and we're just chilling, having good family time. And. I started, like, talking to my sister about playing Super Nintendo, you know, because that's what we, that was our thing. We used mm -hmm. to play, like, Mario Kart back in the day. Ooh, you know? Like, battle mode or what? Yeah, battle mode. Yeah. And, like, uh, we used to try to beat the, like, the, the, the game, you know what I mean? Okay. And, like, the two-player, like, we, we would play the game. We'd beat it on the highest level and everything because we worked together. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? So we were like, yeah, let's play Mario Kart, you know? And we, I literally stayed up all night just playing with my sister, just playing Mario Kart with my sister. And we're like, what the fuck? How do we beat this thing? This shit is hard <laughs> as fuck. You know, and I was like, I don't know, you know, but we had such a good time just bonding, just like being kids, you know, mm -hmm. and it was like, again, six, seven o'clock in the morning. My sister got tired. She was like, all right, when well, I need to go to sleep, you know, the girls are going to, they're going to wake up early. You know, I was like, all right, you don't go to sleep. I'm not tired. You know, I'm just mm -hmm. kind of awake. And there was nothing else going on in terms of nothing, like, nothing, nothing else you going were on. Like you know, weird. I wasn't experiencing anything. Your yet. thoughts were organized. I, my thoughts were good. You I were, was just you were able I, to carry on in a conversation. Yeah, everything was good. Okay. You know, I was just 
I was just, you know, I was just happy being with my family, you know, but enjoying what, them. You're saying happy. It wasn't a sense of euphoria, like overly happy. Like No, it wasn't a sense of euphoria. Okay. It was just kicking it with you like, oh, man, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just enjoying the time, okay. you know, enjoying the present moment. And I'm, and I'm asking you that just to make sure we paint the right picture because people always have questions and they. Yeah. So you know, so anyway, so nothing, nothing of any nature. So the next day. It was my day to be with my best friend, you know? It was my day to be my best friend. And I was going to see my best friend, you know, I haven't seen my best friend in a long time. Me and my best friend, we've been t friends together for like more than 18 years, you know? So this is like my guy, you know? I always call him my boyfriend, you know? Because <laughs> he like, he, he, I got he knows too. everything, my he knows boy, everything about me, you my, know? My boy Alex, that's my boyfriend yeah. right now. I tell his wife, I'm like, don't get jealous, you know what I mean? Yeah, don't, yeah. don't get jealous, you know? You married him, so, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I come with the package, you know what I mean? But uh, awesome, but anyway, you know, like, yeah, he's like, he's my best friend, man. I yeah. love this guy. He's my brother. And I was excited that I was going to see them in a, for the first time in a long time. And his wife had just got pregnant, you know, yeah. so she was about to be a mommy, you know, so she, she was pregnant. You know, we just found out she was pregnant. So I was very happy to get to see them and enjoy the time with them. So it was like seven o'clock in the morning again, going back. My sister fell asleep. We just had just played Mario Kart. She's ready to go to bed. And I was just, I was up, you know, I was like, I'm not even fucking tired, you know, like, I can't wait to see my best friend, you know, I didn't know what was happening at the time, you know, get back to this, yeah. remember this moment, I'll, okay. I'll get back to, I'll get back to it later on. But I was just happy, I was excited, mm. you know, I'm um, gonna see my best friend, I haven't seen him in a long time, I'm like, yeah, you know, I want to go to my favorite, like, uh, my favorite diner that we go to. We go to like get these pink, um, the waffles. I get like waffles with ice cream and like an omelet. It's like huge, massive, okay. you know. And then the berries on top, you know. And I make sure that the 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 the, the, the waitress gets the hot honey or the hot like uh, maple syrup for me, so she, I can pour it on the ice cream and the ice cold. And hot. It's, <laughs> it sounds like saying? you like this. Like, yeah, sounds like you like it a little bit. Banging, you know? yeah, yeah. I know you guys can picture it. That's you know? not that's not where you go when you're you cutting weight picture. though. That's not huh? where you go when you're cutting weight though. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I was just excited to see my best friend, you know, so it's like seven o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna see him and I had an appointment with him at nine, you know, like we had meet, we had plans to meet at my favorite spot at nine o'clock. So we met there at nine o'clock, you know, I was happy. I got my, 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 my waffles and my ice cream and my omelet. He, he got his thing, you know, and we were just chilling. We were kicking with him. He had a new house, you know, he was showing me around the new house. You know, I was so happy for his wife. His wife was, you know, they were pregnant you know, and um, everything was good, man. And I saw him and I haven't seen him in forever. And we just started playing chess, you know. We started playing chess because that's like our thing, you know. We, we play chess. And we're just literally playing chess like all day. We're just talking, just enjoying the time together, mm -hmm. you know. And we start playing like chess all night. And then we start like uh, I had bought him a, a roulette table. It's like a roulette, like uh, it's like a roulette, like uh, like a. Uh, like, like a gambling. placemat, like okay. a placemat, like a roulette placemat, mm -hmm. where it's like an actual roulette. And I bought him a spinner, and I bought him like the poker chips, you know. And I was like, yeah, let's play, let's play roulette. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, bro, this thing is fire. And we're just playing. We're like, bro, there's gotta be a way to beat this thing, you know. <laughs> like, there's gotta be a way to beat it, like you know. And so we're playing all night, like trying to figure out how we can beat him. We're like thinking of every contingency, like you know. And all of a sudden, like we realize, like towards the end, like the house will always win. Yeah. The house always wins there's just no way you could beat and if anybody ever thinking about that like being the, the, the roulette is just impossible the house will always win so anyway long story short we were playing that all night all night we were playing that 
you know, and it was like, again, six, seven o'clock in the morning, you know, he was tired, he was exhausted, his wife had gone to sleep at like, you know, three o'clock, and the next day was my last day with my family, mm -hmm. and I wasn't, I wasn't tired, you know, and he just went to sleep, and I just literally went on my phone, and I just was looking at motivational videos, I was watching like E.T., the hip-hop preacher, just like watching motivation, like a podcast, you know, yeah. watching motivational like speakers, you know, talk about things like, you know, because I always like to tease my mind on how I can be a better person. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just how I am. And anyway, so I was just watching these motivational videos and I was up. I wasn't tired. I didn't, you know, really wasn't tired. I was just up. I was just watching them. Did that concern you at all at this point? Because you had been up for I so many no days. I had no idea what was going so on. So you didn't have insight. Like you didn't, you, know? you there was I like a lack of self-awareness. I knew that I needed to sleep. Yeah. But like I knew that. T the next day was my last day with my family and I knew that I would sleep in the like the car ride to the airport and I knew I would sleep in the airport and I knew when I'm back home I would get some sleep mm -hmm. you know so I didn't consider my I didn't I didn't have any concerns really because this is my only time with my family I have four days with them but you know still, what I mean you're I'm talking like, seven days I'm now. like no but this is four days oh, this, four this, days is the, okay. this is the this is the we're going on the fourth day now okay. you know so it's like not even a lot like I'm thinking to myself like you know I just want to enjoy them before I don't see them for a long time. Okay. You know what I mean? And so this is the fourth day. This is the fourth day. It's my last day with my family. And I didn't think nothing of it. You know, I'm like, I'm going to get some sleep when I get back home. It's not a big deal, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so anyway, long story short, I, I'm watching these videos and shit, you know? And the next day we're with my family and we're just enjoying each other, you know? I even tried to actually take a nap. I did try to take a nap at one point. I went to, like, everybody was chilling, and then, like, they kind of, like, everybody took a nap. Like, I think we had just eaten a big mm -hmm. dinner like, or a big lunch, whatever. And uh, I did try to rest my eyes a little bit, you know, but uh, I just couldn't sleep. Mm. I couldn't sleep, man, you know. I, I started thinking to myself, like, being ex excited, you know, thinking to myself, like, like, oh, I, if I bring my sister with me, I can teach her how to, like, uh, live independently. I could teach her about finances. I could teach her about how to budget, how, how the bills work, you know. So I could teach her things. And she does jiu-jitsu. She's, she's a jiu-jitsu practitioner. So, this is, I'm sorry. Know, this is my little sister. Kelly? This my, yeah, this is Kelly. Okay. This is my little sister. All she's right. a jiu-jitsu practitioner. She's very much like me. She's is like, it weird when like people a, know about your life and and you don't they don't really know you? Like the fact no, that, no, no, oh, no. It's okay. all good, bro. That's all good. Let's say you're already getting nah, famous. Man, people you, already you, know. You're good, you know, bro. You're my guy. But, uh, but anyway, so... Anyway, like with, with Kelly, she's like the girl version of me, you know, like she's just like me. She's my little baby. Yeah. She's like my first little girl. I always say, it, you know, and um, and we're super tight. We're super tight. You know, it's my baby. It's my baby sis. So uh, anyway, like I was thinking to myself, you know, you know, she could practice. She could train with me and shit like that, you know, and I could teach her how to live independently. And I just love to always instill good things on her, you know, like tell her like good philosophical views, you know, and just tell her like about life and how it works you know and how you can make it how you can use it to get the best life out of your out of yourself you know so i always just try to instill good things on her preach good things on her so i was excited for this you know i was like you know if she comes with me because i was kind of convincing her like the whole time that i was down there you know so i was like if she does come with me like this is awesome it's a perfect opportunity mm -hmm. you know long story short i couldn't go to sleep you know and it was already like 8, 9 p.m., you know, and I was hanging out with the family. We were talking, you know, this and third. It's like maybe like 11 o'clock, midnight, close to midnight. And I try to go to sleep again. I try to rest my head, but I just couldn't sleep. 
you know? Oh, no, actually, I think I might have slept for like an hour or like two hours, like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. I would say, an hour and a half. So I did get very little sleep, but it's like not, imagine you're, you go like four days without sleeping and you think an hour and a half is going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like it'll help, but it's not enough, mm -hmm. you know? You're deprived of your hours before. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Of course. So we had to get up either way because we had to go to the airport at like three o'clock in the morning. We had to leave for the airport to be there at like at like five o'clock because we go from upstate New York all the way to Newark, you know? So it's like an hour, an hour and a half, you know? So uh, anyway, long story short, I was like, okay, no problem. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep in the airport. And I can like looking back at the time, obviously I didn't know, but looking back at the airport is where I started to, I could see myself like starting to lose myself a little bit where I started... I started feeling the um, the the euphoria that you were talking about that okay. you were discussing. I started feeling it there at the airport, you know. Right. What was it? What was it that makes you? What, what well, I had an idea, you know, because I always wanted to invent something. Gotcha. You know, I always wanted to invent something, and I had an idea. It just hit me. The idea hit me while I was at the airport. I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a great idea," mm -hmm. you know. And I was really convinced. I was convincing myself, like, "I'm about to be a millionaire. Yeah. This this guy, this is a million dollar idea right here," yeah. you know. And looking back on everything and understanding mental health and understanding that with bipolar, how it works and the euphoria, mm -hmm. you know, like that's where, you know, that was one sign right there. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's like now that I'm educated, it's nice. It's Hold nice on. to know. What was the idea? You know? So I can write it down because I might steal it from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you but, don't want to. Anyway, you don't any, give yeah, it up? Any, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. The, uh, the right. idea was like, uh, the idea was like a mask. Like, you know, you know how, like, at the time we were in a COVID, we were in a pandemic, yeah. you know? And the idea was, I started thinking to myself, well, what if we had these masks that had straws on them? You know, like, uh, like they just, they were masks attached to a straw. And okay. Like, you know how, like, when you go to the, um, when you go to the, uh, like to like a, any to when you get food or whatever, of course. they come with the forks and knives, mm -hmm. like the little plastic forks mm -hmm. and knives. So there's like the little mask that it comes with as well. Like if you ever get a drink like at a Starbucks mm -hmm. or whatever, at like like a because I see everybody like with drinks in their hands, but removing the mask and trying to get a quick sip <laughs> wherever they were. Like I seen it in the groceries yeah. and I seen it like they pit like the idea hit me in the airport. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, if there, if there was a mask with fucking <laughs> a straw. <laughs> If there was a mask with a straw, I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, imagine that shit. And you can sell it to everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, something as stupid as that yeah, would make a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, because, like, that's how it is. Like, that's how toothpicks, like, who, who would have thought of a toothpick? You know what I mean? <laughs> who would have thought of a fucking, of a post-it? Yeah, you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. those stupid ideas, they make a fucking, it's a million uh, dollar idea. You. you know? So, anyway, I started, literally, I was convinced. I was like, yo. I, I think it. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> like, I would even talk to the people, like, you know, like the, the stewardess and shit. I'm like, you know what? Give me this. Give me that. I don't give a fuck. Y'all talking to a millionaire, girl. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm about to. I have the craziest idea, you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> and, like, but the thing is, is, like, again, I didn't know what was happening at the time. Yeah. You know, to me, I'm just thinking it's an idea. Yeah. It's like, this is the one. Because I've been, I had th ideas in the past, you know, and that's always been something, like, me and my best friend, that's what me and my best friend do. We've always been trying to conjure up an idea of, like, a, something so stupid as, like, a toothpick or something mm -hmm. that was just, like, boom. Like, you know? It's just, we like, it's just the perfect fucking thing, you know? Like, something stupid as that, that just become, you become a millionaire, you know, doing something dumb. But anyway, long story short, so... When we got back home and we're in New York, 
I mean, in, we're in Florida. We got back home. I did bring my little sister. My little sister decided to come with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had convinced her. She was coming with me. And then it was, we got, we landed. My One of my friends picked me up, took me to the house, and we went to sleep. She went to sleep in her bedroom, and I went to sleep in my bedroom. But when I would close my eyes, I started seeing things, you know, like fearsome things, you know. I started seeing a lot of crazy shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like, whoa. I don't, I ain't trying to close my eyes again. That shit is crazy, you know? So then that's when it started to, like, that's when things started to happen to me, you know? Um, And then after, like, uh, I went to practice that day, you know, I couldn't sleep. I still haven't slept. It's fucking five days. I haven't slept, you know? And that night, after I got done with practice and I was tired, I was ready to go to bed, I didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep that night because I would close my eyes and I started seeing shit. And I was like, man, this shit is freaking me out. And then I started having these ideas, you know, in my head where it's like it was they were religious based. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very religious based. Religion is not a subject that I like to talk about, okay. but um, they were very religious based. So they were very strong mm-hmm. because they have conviction attached to them. Of course. You know what I mean? So I started seeing these things and I started thinking these things and I'm like, you know, like, fuck, man, like, I think this is what I'm, like, you know, this is the things that I'm supposed to do, you know, because I started thinking that things were attacking me, you know, and then it wasn't until the next night, so now we're six days on no sleep, Mm -hmm. it was the next night that that's when the bipolar started kicking in, you know, like, where all of a sudden I started being down, you know, I was on the euphoria side, you know, in the airport and mm-hmm. stuff like I just explained. I would start feeling like I'm a millionaire, you know, and all of a sudden I start feeling down where it's like I don't even want to fight no more. And that's like unheard of with me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because I I'm all about fighting. But I thought that my purpose was for something else rather than fighting. You know, I, fighting to me was irrelevant, you know. And it's like that got taken away from me because I, I started to almost feel in like this depressed kind of state of mind mm-hmm. where it's like nothing matters, you know? And it's like that just, it went from on a very, very high to very, very low. And that's part of bipolar. Like mm-hmm. you, you, under, you know about that. Wait, so were they saying that you, that you were what's, what's called a rapid cycling where because from one day to the next to have that shift. Uh, yeah, it, okay. it's it's. It, I don't know if it's rapid cycling, but it, it it was. It took a day, you know, because okay. it went. F- it didn't just happen like overnight, gotcha. like, you know. It it took the day, like you know, to go from that euphoria feeling to that all of a sudden depressed feeling, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like nothing matters, like you know what I mean. And I've never felt that before in my life, you know. But I felt that you know I there was a lot of shit in my head. I, I try not to speak too much about it because I don't want people to get the wrong perception of it, you know, because I understand how important an idea is, you know what I mean? And I don't want it to, you know, shift into people's minds, you know what I mean? But anyway... Because it's religious-based, is that why? Correct, it's okay. religious-based, you All know? Right. Like, religion is just a topic I just don't like talking why, about. Let me ask you, know? you, this is the second time you said that, why? Why is that so, well, it's a so very, sensitive it's a you? very sensitive topic when it comes to everybody else because mm-hmm. people have their own beliefs. Yeah. You know, but what people don't understand is not like this is ours. This is ours. It's about the perception of the individual. Mm. Everybody in this world is different. You know, every like in this room, there's five of us and there's five different perceptions. So if like if I take there's this four of us, Erwin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
But uh, I was like one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Yeah, there's there's four of us. But uh, if I take this cup, you know, and uh, and I drop it, all four of us is gonna have a different perception of what happened to that cup. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're gonna say, "Oh, he did it intentionally." You know, or another one's gonna say, "Oh, he uh, he did it because he's trying to prove a point." You know, and another is going to say some other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's four different perceptions. So when it comes to, to, to religion, you know, everything is perception based. So it's like there's people that are, you know, they're, they're strong with their convictions. You know what I mean? And if they hear something, they're like, no, they, they, they make it more than what it needs to be. Gotcha. So it's a subject that I just don't like talking okay. about. You know what I mean? Okay. So because I understand, again, once once like I told you, I understand the importance of an idea mm-hmm. and what it can sprout, gotcha. you know. But anyway, long story short, rever- reverting back to the story. So I, I don't get I don't I didn't sleep. It's the sixth night. And that's when I had my first my first um, uh, my first uh, what's it called? My first vision to say the least, which was a psychosis related visit. You know, so was it a vision or a hallucination where you actually saw something out? It, no, room? I actually saw it. I legit saw something. Okay, like so you as had clear as day. You know, so you but had a visual it was hallucination. A psychosis. It was oh. part of the psychosis. Okay. you know, like the psychosis was slowly kicking in. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but it was a hallucination. It was a vision to me at the time. I thought it was a vision, but again, now knowing about the brain and everything, mm-hmm. it was part of the psychosis. Okay. You know, because you've gotten to that point, you know, where you haven't gone to sleep and it just boom that shit just you know like it's slowly trying to creep in mm-hmm. you know and again hold this memory and we'll come back to it okay. you know and so anyway long story short it was when i had my first um my first like mini psychosis to say the least and all of a sudden then so it's the sixth night i have that and then i don't sleep again and then the seventh night, and then the seventh night is just one boom. Like that's when I, I did what I did, you know, because I had yeah, I mean, the ideas. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say because you told me earlier to hold on to the thought of you and your friend playing roulette, and I wasn't sure if that was gonna come back in at any point. Uh, was it that one or what was you it? Told it was t- one. You told me twice. It was another me. one. What's that? Yeah, it was a different one. It well, wasn't that I, one. I thought it was right around when you and your friend were linking up. Something around the roulette or no? It was surrounding one. when you guys were together. It was another one. Oh, I, I don't remember it. But just on the seventh day, that's when I, I full-blown was out of it. I was out of it. I was sleep-deprived, and I did what I did. But I did what I did not because... Do you have trouble talking about what you actually did? Is that something that's difficult Actually, for you? you know, like, the thing is, I, I it, it hurts. I don't really like talking no, about I, it. But the thing is, like, I'm... I'm like, I'm... I accept it because it, it's reality. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there ain't no, I can't run from it because yeah. if I run from it and try to hide from it, it'll come back and, you know, like it'll hit me in another form. Of you course. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I don't run from it. Like I accept it for what it is. I don't personally like talking about it, but it's like, I'll talk about it when I need to talk gotcha. about it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is after the seventh day, I full blown saw you know, I I had the hallucination. Uh, I'm already going into that psychosis mm-hmm. state. I'm in that psychosis state now. It's the seventh day. It's the seventh night, whatever. And that night is when I did what I did. I did what I did because I had the ideas that, you know, like, I didn't 
I didn't think that anybody was real. I didn't think that anything was real. You know, I thought that everything was just like program based. We were all robots or whatever. Like I had these crazy mind, like crazy ideas in my head. And, you know, I did what I did because at the time, my sisters, God bless their heart, they were trying to help me. They were trying to make sure that they were trying to protect me. So they would tell me, like, stay in the house. No, you can't come outside. You know, like they were like just keep me in the in the in the bedroom you know because they knew that something was wrong but they just didn't know what to do and they're like should we call the cops like what the fuck should we do like yeah. you know and it wasn't like i was doing crazy shit i was just like not myself you know for me to not talk about fighting is like that's not it. what the fuck like you know what i mean that's weird yeah. you know for me to then say the things that i was saying like because i was saying like you know and i had a lot of religious based things like you know what i mean like i was writing shit on the walls and shit yeah, like okay. i was full-blown out of it you know so you were rambling you were writing on the walls your behavior yeah, was bro, I was unlike fucking out of it is. yeah i was out of it gotcha. bro i was full-blown gone mm -hmm. you know but they didn't un they didn't know what they didn't we didn't know what was happening mm -hmm. all of us had no idea what was happening you know and th them they were just trying to protect me. They didn't want me to be out because, and they took my phone, like, you know what I mean? Because they didn't want me to, you know, like, go on the phone, and, you know, do some, like, say some bullshit or fucking, like, you know, like, talk to anybody, like, you know, because they were trying to protect me. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what was going on. They, they had no idea. Mm -hmm. But the way that I was perceiving it, because, again, I'm, I'm out of it, you know, I'm in a psychosis at this point, mm -hmm. and the way that I'm perceiving it, you know, everything again, like I told you, in my mind, everything like they're they're robots. They're not they're not really there. Like they're not really them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? These people aren't really my family members, mm -hmm. you know? And they're trying to keep me in this home. Like mm -hmm. they're 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 they don't let me out, you know, like they're I felt threatened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then to make matters worse is like I started thinking of my little girl. I'm like, where the fuck is my little girl? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because my 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 little sister gave my little girl to my uh my my uh her her mother, you know she gave my my little girl to her, the mother of my child, mm -hmm. you know and um that's exactly what happened. That's what she said she did, but I never saw that. Mm -hmm. You know I didn't see that. So it was like the last time I was with my little girl it was the last time I was with my little girl, and it's like where the fuck is she? Mm -hmm. If these people aren't who they say they are. Where the fuck is my little girl? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, so that's when I did what I had to do to escape. I did what I had to do to get out of the house. You know, like, as soon as that door was open, I got out, you know? And that's as far as I can remember. The next thing after that, I literally, literally, I woke up naked in a jail cell. Like, completely naked. Wow. Butt naked with fucking, like hungry as shit i woke up in a jail cell like what the fuck just happened where the fuck am i how could this happen like was this real what the fuck is going on mm. why am i so hungry mm. why the fuck am i naked mm. what the fuck like you know like that so it's like i wasn't like i said bro like i didn't know i did what i had done you know i had no idea and that's literally the next thing that I remember. And it's just like, I'm now in this jail cell. I'm confused as shit. I remember bits and pieces, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm. 
you know? And I saw a lot of shit, like, in my psychosis. Like, that's the next thing that I remember when I, wo- when I woke up, obviously. But I remember, like, flashes. I have flashes of, like, things that occurred in the jail, you know? Like, things that I saw, Like, what, you know? what flashes, if you don't mind sharing? Just, like, like, crazy things, man. Like, you know, I... You know, like, like again, they're religious based. Okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't like. To, I ask you something about that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, just because I had a psychosis and like yeah. drug induced, and a lot of it was. Yeah. More normally, these things are drug induced. Yeah. You know, yeah. this happened to me because I didn't sleep, and I'll explain a little bit more. So let's hold this memory. Yeah, yeah. I remember you. this. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, so when you say religious based, were all the hallucinations you had religious based, or were there things? No, nothing came up when I was with my family. Like I didn't have that first hallucination thing until like I was yeah. I was home, you know. Yeah. But like for example, when you were saying that you guys were playing the, the video game, uh-huh. I thought maybe that came up in a certain way. Because when I had the psychosis, I had a lot of religion based things, but a lot of the visions and hallucinations I had mm-hmm. were tied to conversations that I had had that week. Correct. So kind of how you were saying yeah. you dreamed. I like I like I'll explain it. Okay, so this is this is so this is that's everything that happened, you know? So I do what I do, you know, I as soon as I see the door open, I'm out the door. I'm I'm headed to go fucking get my, you know what I mean? I'm I'm headed to like I can't say anything for like religion for what's it called for um legal reasons. Legal reasons. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But uh but I what's it called? I um Put it like this. I, I come out of the door. Like, I get out of the, the house, you know, where I felt trapped, where I felt like they were trying to hold yeah. me, you know, and all of a sudden I wake up in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm confused. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what the fuck is happening, you know? So then, like, that day that I woke up, that day I get transferred to a hospital. You know, they, they take me to a hospital. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm complying and shit. And they're like, oh, you actually hear me? Like, the people, like, in uh, where I was in jail, they were like, oh, you, you can hear me? You you, you like see that I'm here? Yeah. Like, you know? And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck do you mean <laughs> I see that you're here? They're like, oh, no. Like, no, this is good. This is good. Can we get you something? Like, and I'm like, I would love some fucking water. I'm thirsty and <laughs> shit. Like, I haven't, I haven't eaten or drank anything in, like, three, four days. Oh, wow. Like three, four days. Did they give you any medication? Is that why you did, were you able no, to sleep? No, they didn't. They couldn't give me medication. I was able to sleep because they shot me. I had I had found out. I didn't know that, but they shot me with tranquilizer. Okay. You so. know, yeah, they shot me. They told me that they, <laughs> they told me that they were trying like as soon as they had the tranquilizer and I saw that shit, I started going crazy and I fucking I attacked <laughs> the, the guard because <laughs> there was like five of them and I attacked the guard. I did a I did a scissor sweep. <laughs> And I fucking, I did a scissor sweep. I was going to break his, I took him like hostage. I was going to break his fucking, his, his, his knee. I was like, I, I literally did that. And I was like, ain't nobody fucking touch me. I'll break his shit right now. <laughs> you know? And, the, but the, 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 the doctor person, they, they yeah, shot me real quick nurse. with it. Yeah. They shot me real quick with it. They're like, okay, let him go. Let him go. And I didn't know that I had shot. Yeah. And I was still up. I was still up. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going. This is what they told me. I don't remember this shit. Do you know what this they, is what they told they probably me. All gave the guards you, told me this, you know? They probably gave you a, a cocktail that they give a lot of patients. It's Haldol, Benadryl, and Ativan. They, it's like a tranquilizer yeah, shot yeah. kind of thing. It's you a know? combination of yeah. medications. Yeah. And normally they go out right away. 
bro, I was up for like 15 more minutes, you know? Because yeah. I was refusing to go out. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm not fucking going out. Fuck that. Like, in my head, I was like fighting something. I remember that. Because yeah. that's, again, like I said, I have flashbacks. I've worked in the psych you know? ward before. And when we've given a patient who was under having heavy psychosis, yeah. I've seen them fight it, too. And yeah. there's been patients we've had to inject yeah. two and three times before. Yeah. So, but luckily, after like 15 minutes, they told me, you know, that's when they told me that I, I went to sleep. And I was out for like two, three days. So I did what I did on the seventh day, and then that's when I went to jail, I'm assuming, on the next day, and I didn't wake up till like, two, three days later, wow. you know? And that's when I woke up, and I was like, what the fuck? What's going on you know in what my mean? life, yeah. Yes. So that's what happened, you know? Now, when I finally woke up, and to answer your question, um, when I finally woke up, and I was at the hospital, I was still out of it, obviously. I didn't know what the fuck was real, what's not real, like, you know? And I was in the hospital and I was like trying to put all the pieces back together. That's when I called my sister. I was able to call my sister. I was able to talk to her, you know, and I she told me that this all happened, you know, and everything. And I was, you know, like that's why I broke down. That's why I cried. And, you know, we talked about everything and she was slowly trying to help me come back, you know, and I slowly I'm trying to I'm, try, I'm like a fucking man in a maze bro i'm a man in a maze literally like trying to piece everything together like this was real and this happened and this happened and what did this guard say like you know like what did they, what did they say like you know like what did the other guard you know what i mean i'm trying to piece everything together mm -hmm. trying to figure out everything and i was in the hospital in a psych hospital um for like a month i was in there for like a month and that's when they were trying to give me all these medications and shit mm -hmm. and i'm like fuck they're trying to drug this shit out of me mm -hmm. you know like with different medications, but again, not taking nothing away from him. the doctor. Is just mm. doing his job. He's doing what he thinks is best, you know. And I'm just like I'm trying to tell this guy. I'm like, I'm just trying to understand, man. Like I need to understand. It's not about this stuff. Like you know, like it's not about medication. I just need to understand. Like you know, like help me to understand. And but nobody could tell me anything because they didn't live through it. They didn't, you know. And this is the hospital. I'm not in jail, mm. so I can't get no answers. So I'm just like. I'm just trying to figure out what happened. You know, I'm trying to put the pieces together like a puzzle. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best thing for myself. And that's where I, you know, I, st I stabilized myself almost in, in a sense, you know. Like the medication I believe helped, but I stabilized myself. You know what I mean? Like where I, I had understanding. I, I understood what was going on. Of course. I understood that I lost my fucking mind. Mm -hmm. I understood that I did what I did and it got me to jail. Mm -hmm. I understood that now I'm in a fucking hospital because... They think that I lost my mind, which I did lose my fucking mind, yeah. you know? So when you so, spoke to your sister over the phone and you guys are kind of breaking down, like, did you guys talk about what actually happened when you spoke to her? Um, yeah, we talked so about then, everything, you know? So not like everything in fine detail. No, not in But fine she was detail. like, did you know that you did this? And did you know that you did this? Okay. Like, and I was like... I, f I did what? So, like, you know, like she would tell me everything that. Yeah. So let me just, I'm gonna, and you know I'm gonna I mean? ask you respectfully, but directly. Correct. So you're speaking to your sister, and your sister says to you, Erwin, how is, does she call you Erwin? Or? Yeah. Okay. You know, so she calls me little one. You know? Okay. Like, so she yeah, said little one. She says, Erwin. My older sister. Like, I tried to keep you inside of the house. We were just trying yeah. to keep you safe. Yeah. You, we we you stabbed us or whatever it is. Did, she didn't say things like that. What you did know you what say? I mean? Yeah. She just told me, like, because we obviously didn't talk, like, directly, okay. you know what I mean? Because, obviously, for legal purposes, gotcha. you know, like, we, you know, like, the lines are tapped and shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, we obviously didn't talk so directly, mm -hmm. but we just, 
we talked about the the the, the factual shit. Okay. Like this happened. Mm-hmm. This was real. Did you know that you did this? You okay. know, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I had no idea. You know, like, are you I'm just? I'm glad you're okay. Like, it's just like, it's a lot. You know what oh I mean? Like, cause imagine you're just literally like a fucking a man in a maze, bro. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You're trying to figure everything out. You know, and once I was, I fig once we figured everything out and we talked every day. Literally, me and my sister, my older sister, we talked. Like almost every day in the hospital, and like a lot of crazy shit happens in that hospital, man. Like you know, like the patients and shit, man. Yeah. Motherfuckers, <laughs> you know. But I understand it, you know. Like they're they're they were just like me. They're going through some shit, you know. They don't. They're confused. They don't know, you know. They don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? So I get it, you know. But at the time, I didn't get it. At the time, I'm like, I'm like fuck, man. How the fuck am I gonna get out of this situation now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because imagine, like. Everything is good and your picture perfect life and then all of a sudden you fucking lose your fucking mind and then all of a sudden you're in fucking jail and now all of a sudden you're in a high psych- psychiatric hospital. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What like, you know what I mean? On, yeah. What how are you going to get out of this? Yeah. You know? So that's like I told you. I I was just like I was a man in a maze, you yeah. know? I was trying to figure everything out. I figured everything out to the best of my abilities. Inevitably, I got out of the hospital, but then I returned back to jail. I went back to jail, you know, um, because obviously I have charges on me and mm-hmm. shit like that. And now I'm back in jail and now I'm trying to figure out how I can get out of this situation, mm. you know, get my life back, you know. And between me and my sister, we talked every few days, you know, and we just we figured everything out what we had to figure out. You know, um, we did everything based off of the truth, yeah. you know, and the truth set me free. You know what I mean? The truth set me free. We just had to respect the rules of the of the state, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we had to do everything the legal way, you know, and I had to just keep behaving in, in jail, which was fucking hard. Man. Yeah, what is that like? So you're trying you to know what you're I mean? trying to get out. You're in you're in jail. Yeah. You have probably other people that are in jail. Was this bro, you, I was in the worst you, unit, bro. Were you in you an, know, but were you in an isolated cell or were you out and like I was with everybody, okay, but we are in our own individual pods, you know, because again, it was like pandemic, you know, it's oh, we're in a pandemic at gotcha. the time, so they're trying to keep people apart, <sighs> you know, and there were some people that they let out, you know, the people that they let out, like uh, after like um, you have like you know, if if you're like considered like decent, like if you're considered a decent person, like mm-hmm. they let you out, you know what I mean. Um, but if you're like a really bad person, like they keep you locked up and shit, you know, did they let you out or did they keep you? And no, no, they knew they, 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 because of my status and because of my, um, my history, like, you know, because I fight, they're like, where, and because of what I like my actions based off when I first came in, cause I was fucking out of it, you yeah. know, I was in there, I was fighting the fucking, <laughs> the guys, the fucking, the guys. You know, I'm happy I didn't swing on them, man. Thank God I didn't swing on them because I would have caught more charges. It would have yeah. been worse. Everything happened as it was supposed to happen, you know, and I'm I'm thankful for that. But long story short, they had me isolated. They had me in um they had me in a lockdown for uh for like eight months. You know, it wasn't until like my last uh, two months that I was in jail that they started letting me out or they had me like six months. I think it was six months. And then they started letting me out for an hour every day. So you were in solitary confinement? I was in solitary, yeah, for for six months. Um, I do couldn't you, come out. I couldn't do, do nothing. So, 
I mean, I, I've been reading about solitary confinement for a long time. I had no idea yeah. you were in solitary. Yeah. So it so- wasn't solitary, solitary. It was just like it was in the unit. It was in the unit, but I just couldn't come out. It was just like lockdown. So you're still able to communicate with other people. I'm able to communicate to people through 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 my window, you know, through that little window that they give me, like you know, like because you could see everything, obviously. But you know? still, that puts people at a higher risk for. Self- oh yeah, no. So question. I'm sure you no saw question. other guys using self harm. Using feces and urinating. Oh, bro, I saw some crazy shit, man. And a lot of that is just... I saw some crazy shit, So being (laughs) being in solitary confinement can actually induce psychosis to a person without any sort of history of psychosis. Absolutely. But the thing with me was I liked it to be by myself because it did two things for me. Mm. Number one, it kept me... It kept me in like my own little bubble where I can figure things out. Mm. I can figure out what happened. I can put everything together, you know, and it allowed me the time to do what I now do, which is read, understand, understand everything that happened and and find the books that I need to find to get me to understand everything that happened. And the other thing was it. It was good on minds and the state's part because they kept me isolated and it kept me out of trouble, man. It kept me got, out of trouble, you bro. You feel like you would have gotten into fights. Bro, right? I was ready to go crazy. With general man, population. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Like, you know, if they would have let me out, bro, shit. Because the first motherfucker, imagine being so, imagine being so confused about everything. And it's like, bro, I got a daughter, man, you know? And my daughter, we had shared parental custody. And it's like, all of a sudden, like, she's gone from me. And and I have a, a very difficult, you know, like uh, co-parent, gotcha. you know, and um, so she took like, you know, she 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 took this and ran with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I haven't seen my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I lost everything. You know, yeah. I lost the UFC. I lost everything. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, bro. You know, but. Uh, like I said, man, I'm grateful that this the state did what it did and kept me how it kept me because it kept me out of trouble, man. I was ready to fucking just the first motherfucker that looks at me bad, bro. You know, <laughs> I'm not looking at you anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, 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 you good, bro. <laughs> but you know, it's just a it's it's a crazy story, bro. Yeah. It's a crazy story, man. But you know, it's I'm grateful. Like I said, like the truth set me free. I did everything I had to do on my part to to behave the way that I did. You know, to make sure that I come back, you know, make sure that I beat this shit, you know, I get my life back. And now that I get my life back, okay, let's start working to actually get my life back. Yeah. And now I'm here, you know, I just got done with my first fight back since being back, knocked this motherfucker out, you know, and slowly getting the things that I know that I can get back how I'm going to get them, you know. I I got my girl, my little girl back, you know what I mean? And still a difficult situation, obviously, it's always going to be like that, but... You know, she's back in my life. You know what I mean? I got to see her. I'm, I'm seeing her. You know, I'm, I'm with my family again. My family, they, they, I made them. I helped them to understand, you know what I mean, about what happened. Like, yeah. we had a family talk, like, you know, where we, I was like, please ask me anything that you want. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that you're all, you all have that closure that you need. And we all sat down. We talked, you know. I, I was gone from social media for, like, you know, like a month or whatever, you know, as soon as I got out, like, because I wanted to focus on my family. I wanted to make sure that we were all healed, mm. that no question was 
in the back of their mind, you know, that we just let everything out. And we did, and we understood everything, you know. Was that? Did you guys do that on your own, or did you have a professional with you guys? We did it on our own, and then we also had, like, a professional. Or, or But mostly we did it on our own, you That's know. Awesome, the professional man. was there just because it was court-appointed, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. But we did it on our own because we were close family. Yeah. We had to understand what the fuck happened. <laughs> and we didn't understand it, you know. And nobody could understand it, you know, because these are not things that we, we, we have no idea about. But again, what happened was when I was in jail, after I got returned from the hospital, you know, I tried to look for answers and I, I didn't find them. I didn't find the answers that I wanted. Then I began to read books. I began to read a lot of very powerful books on psychology and the human brain, on consciousness, on human emotions, human feelings, you know, why things happen and why we do the things that we do, you know? And as I'm reading these books, I'm also analyzing where I am. So I'm, I'm learning from these individuals that this guy that did this and this guy that did that and why he did that and why he acts that way and why he did that. Mm. And it's like I'm seeing how they think and how like because I'm having conversations with them as well. Like, you know, like even though I was locked in my unit, I was locked in the unit, but I like ran the fucking thing, bro. <laughs> I was like a boss in that bitch, bro, yeah. like legitimate boss. I found something about myself that I didn't know that I had, bro. And I was a boss in that motherfucker. I was locked in. I was, like, trapped, locked in that motherfucker. But I had, like, bro, you know, like, I had good connections. I knew how to talk. I knew how to socialize. You know, I know how to play politics. And, you know, and I ran that bitch with, like, an iron fist. And When you say you ran it, what do you mean by that? Like, how? what were you running? I ran the unit. Like, you know, like, I... Like, I just knew everything that was happening, you know? I understood that, and it wasn't like, it was something like, oh, yeah, like, I like I did it pridefully. Like, I just understood my surroundings because these people are unpredictable. We're in a psychiatric ward in jail, mm. you know? These motherfuckers are like, they. this guy got this much bodies, this guy got that much bodies, this guy's, you know done this this guy's done that this guy's a fucking lion like he's a he's a he's a thief you know so you can't trust a word he says and there's a lot of politics in jail man there's a lot of politics in jail and it's like one mistake will you know that, that that's your life yeah that's your life you know you never know if somebody has a shank and shit and that's it that's it that's it did you, you ever know? feel like they the catch correction? you at any time you did know what i mean and i've seen it i've seen it in the unit mm -hmm. you know i've seen dudes getting their ass beat i've seen a lot of fights in the unit you know, and I seen dudes like just get jumped, just like get fucked up. And then guys that just like beat the shit out of their roommates in the unit because they were initiating, like having a gang initiation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've seen some crazy shit, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, man, these motherfuckers could do anything at any point. So it's like I understood that and I had to understand how I can how I can get by. You know what I mean? I understood the situation that I'm in. So I under. I had to understand, like, okay, this is the situation that I'm in. This is the game that I got to play. How can I play it and make sure that I'm good on my end? You know what I mean? Like, and that's just, like, that's street survival skills right there. You know, that's shit that I learned since I was in Newburgh. You know, like, things that I learned. I knew how to, you know, I'm a street people person, you know. Mm -hmm. And it really just boils down to respect. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a respectful person, they, they fuck with you. But it's, like, how you do things, you know? Like, because, again, remember, I'm in the unit. You know, I can't come out. I can't come out. 
It wasn't until six, six months that they let me out for an hour to just simply take a shower and to make my phone calls. And I've gone five, six days without showering, working out two, three times a day, you know, to kill time. You know what I mean? And it sucks, you know. But it's like I had to understand how I can, how can I make this work for me? Mm. You know, so I started doing things and started getting cool with certain people. And I was able to get anything that I needed. I was able to get it. You know, anything that I wanted, I was able to get it. You know, I I had spies. I had people like, you know, working for me. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Because I found out at a very at a very quick time that commissary is money in jail. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's the law of supply and demand. You know what I mean? It's simple economics, you know? So long as I stock up on commissary and I have commissary and I take care of the guys that I need to take care of, they're feeling good about it and they do something for me as well. Mm. You know what I mean? So I had, you know, my houseman, you know, that I would take care of and if there was something I needed, extra towels, you know, an extra suit, you know what I mean? For like a little jumpsuit, whatever, you know, if there was anything I needed, they got it for me, you know? If if I wanted more food, they'd bring me more food, you know, in exchange for commissary, you know? It was commissary was money. Yeah. You know this, what I mean? How did this whole experience change you as a, as a person? I'm better off. I'm better. I'm better as a person, you know, like I never look back, bro. I never look back and like drown in my in my sorrows. Mm -hmm. I'm not one to do that. You know what I mean? Like I've beaten myself up already. I've beaten my fuck out of myself <laughs> up in jail. Like I did all my crying in jail. It's hard for me to cry. You know what I mean? It's it takes a lot for me yeah. to, to fucking just like let everything go, yeah. you know? And um, but. The one thing is, like, even though I was in jail, it's about, again, it's like I say, like, this is just, like, the circumstance that I was dealt with. This is the card that I was dealt with. This is what, you know, like, the universe gave me. So it's it's going to be looked at in two different directions, you know, either a positive or a negative. Mm. You're going to look at the negatives in this or you're going to look at the positive in this. And I look at pure positives in this, you know, in any situation that I'm in. I'll never submit to life, bro. I will never submit to life. No matter what happens, no matter where I am, okay, there's got to be something from this that I can learn or that the universe wants to tell me or God wants to tell me, you know? I have to learn something from it. There's a reason why I'm here. Mm. What is it that I need to learn? I ask those powerful questions. You know, Tony Robbins says a quality question creates a quality life. And that's a true thing, you know? And, and I only look at the positives. You know what I mean? So even though I was in jail, okay, how can I be better from this? You know? And one thing that I took in jail, bro, I, I, I got like a PhD in life, bro. I've read every day. I read over 30 books. You know, I know so much shit that I would have never known otherwise. Mm. You know? And I, I'm smarter from this, you know? And I've grown from this. And I now have a fortified mind where I feel I can do anything. You know what I mean? Because I have been able to get through such a horrible fucking thing like this mm -hmm. and s get my life back slowly. You know what I mean? So it's like, what can't kill you can only make you stronger. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So let me ask you, how much did it mean to you to have this? So actually, I'm watching ESPN and I'm seeing uh -huh. these news flashes about Erwin, the Beast Rivera and all this crap, right? And right away, I see your sisters put out their statement. Erin, that was not my brother. Yeah. I love and support my brother. Like, those were the statements that followed. And right away, I'm thinking, and I sent you a message. I was yeah. like, hey, I don't know what you're going through. I'm here. Yeah. You're probably not going to get this. Um, 
But I, when I listened to what your sisters put out right away, I was like, oh, this was some. Oh, this was I a mental health that. issue. Yeah, they were they were by me from the beginning. You know, like well, what did like that I mean? Said, to you? Man, like what, I, what did that mean to you to have your sister support everything, bro? Like, but it's like I'm so grateful for them, and I love them for their for everything. Like you know, I'm we're a family, bro. We're a family more than anything. Like you know, if the roles were reversed. I would have been doing the same fucking thing since day one. I would have been like, no, that's not my fucking sister. I know my sister. I know my sister. You know what I mean? Like, so if the roles were reversed, we're a family, bro. We're there for each other. We love each other. Unconditional. Mm -hmm. Unconditional love. You know? In this world, you have yourself and that's all you have. But you do have the people that you're born with, your family. And if you're grateful to have a strong family, sometimes your family's not really your family. Sometimes you're distant. Yeah. You know? But my sister, my sister would have chopped my balls off. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Ellie, I love you, but you would have chopped my balls you know? off. All right. But it's true. It's it's unconditional love, you know, and I'm grateful yeah. that I have an unconditional loving family, mm-hmm. you know, where we are always there for each other no matter what. That's so awesome. You know, and again, it's like I tell you, the universe and God work in mysterious ways, man. You know what I mean? And I want to show you this. We're, we're always there for each other, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, from day one. They knew, bro. They knew the truth, bro. And, you know, and it's just like we're in the situation. We just got to figure out how we're going to get out of it, you know? I want to show you this. I saw this yesterday. <laughs> and it was this moment right here. Oh, my sister, yeah. Dude, this moment right here? Yeah. You go say what's up to Gilbert Burns, but then you look at your sister. Yeah. Oh my God, bro! Yeah. This right here got me yesterday. My girlfriend walked in the room and I was crying. She's like, "What's wrong?" I was telling her I was just like, "Little one, I love you so much, baby." And this is this one is for you guys. You know, I told you because I was telling my sister prior to the fight. I was like, you know, I just the biggest goal for me in that fight was to make things right, to make people's perception switch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it was important to me. It was important to me to make sure that. It's like there's more to this story. This isn't just like, oh, I did this and let's forget about it. This happened. This was a mental health issue that people need to know about, that this shit could have happened to anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, like not even taken away from the bipolar thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I'm talking about like mental health can happen to anybody. Like if you don't go to sleep, you're fucking going to go insane, Mm -hmm. you know, literally. And I will break that down in a little bit, you know, but. This can happen to anybody. If you don't go to sleep, like, you will lose your fucking mind. It's important to know how important sleep is, you know? Like, it's important to go to sleep. It's important to to get rest, you know, to get those daily stressors out. You know what I mean? Like, it's important. All that shit is important. The way you described psychosis in your post-fight interview, you talked about consciousness and a dream state. Can you talk about that real quick? Yes. This is what I wanted to um, talk about for Erica. You know what I mean? I wanted her to explain. Because uh, she asked me a question and I haven't forgot about you, you know, and uh, this is what I want to explain. So a psychosis, what a psychosis is, um, obviously, if it's drug induced, you know, you're going to be in a psychosis. You know what I mean? You good? Yeah, hey, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. Yeah. If it's drug induced, you're going to be in a psychosis, you know, because the psychosis, the drugs are just a shortcut for the endorphins to build in your system and to get uh, to have to have th- that psychosis experience, 
You know what I mean? That's why there's hallucinogens. You know what I mean? Like, but you can actually hallucinate without them. You know, without those drugs and shit. You know, and it happened to me from the lack of sleep. Now let me explain how this works and why. Again, going back to your question, how you were saying that you saw things. You know, and what happens is, again, I didn't go to sleep. You know, the best way that I could explain it is like this: like there's two worlds, right? It's your Conscious, shared conscious experience, which is what we're living in right now, the reality. This is the real world that we live in, you know, right here. And at one point, we're going to go to sleep. We're all going to go to sleep. Everybody's going to go to sleep, you know. So we're in this real world. We're going to go to sleep. We're going to be in our dream state. Everybody's dream is different. Remember, I told you, everybody's different. Everybody has different desires. Everybody has different fears. Every individual is different, you know. And... This is what happens when we sleep and when we wake up, we're back here. We're in this shared conscious experience where we're all conscious of one another. We're in this shit together, you know? So when you go one night without sleep, no problem, you know? Everybody's done it. You go two nights without sleep, no problem. Three nights without sleep, look what's happening. Now there's starting to be a little problem. Four nights without sleep, it's starting to shake it. And this one is starting to open up. Five nights without sleep, six nights without sleep, they merge. You get into this dual state reality. This is, again, sleep related mm -hmm. if you don't sleep. You get into this dual state reality world where you, where we, we don't understand what's going on, but it's called a psychosis. Psychosis is nothing but a dual state reality. Psychosis is the fact that you're seeing things and the reason why you're seeing things is because you haven't had adequate rest. Your body needs to rest. And you're imagining those things. You're, you're making them vividly vividly real, you know? But what you're seeing is not like uh it's not like something that is uh it's a it's a sign or it's a gift. It, what you're seeing is simply all in your head. Like you're creating those images, you know? And it's because whatever you're seeing, it's 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 revolves back to what it is that is mostly on your mind if there's something that's on your mind that um that you hold heavy to your heart you'll see like an image of it you know or a curiosity as well mm -hmm. something that you can't stop thinking about but you're you know you, you always think about it you're, you'll see that as well and your mind will create it it'll conjure it up into your perception of it so like, say, like, uh, you'll see, like, a dead, you could see, like, a dead relative. You know what I mean? Like, you could see a dead relative, and you could have a full-blown conversation with them, mm -hmm. you know, in the psychosis. You could legitimately have a full-blown conversation. But you have to understand you're, you're only having a conversation with yourself. You know what I mean? Because you're the one that created that psychosis, and the psychosis is ultimately your yourself. You're creating those things. Mm -hmm. You need to shut it off. You're not supposed to see those things. Like, just relax. Go to sleep. You know, cut it off. You know what I mean? And that's what a psychosis basically is, you know? As far as somebody who, you know, who who say, like, they, they do drugs or whatever and they see this, it's just a matter of understanding it, you know? You, you just have to understand what you saw. Like, you know, if you saw religious-based things, understand that you're seeing those religious-based things because of your perception of it. You know, if you're seeing religious based things like I did, it's because 
I believed heavy in that. And that's what allowed me to have the belief with a strong conviction for me to do the things that I did mm-hmm. because I would see those things, you know, but they weren't real. They were just in my head. I think what, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, when people are, and again, I haven't had a personal experience with psychosis. Yeah. Um, I can only go by what, I can only go by textbooks, yeah. what I've seen through other patients. Yeah. And like I told you when we spoke over the phone, uh-huh. my family has a long history of mental illness and that's why I'm in uh-huh. this field. Because uh, I wanted to have a better understanding of how this affects people's lives. Yeah. Um, not only the individual's life, but then the family surrounding them, Correct. their job, their profession, yeah. society as yeah. a whole, right? Correct. So it goes back to this individual. Yeah. And so you you described some of the things. Um, you described grandiose delusions. That's that mm-hmm. that idea, that epiphany you came to when you yeah. had this I- the idea of the mask, the um, vision, the vision. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be a millionaire. I feel good. I feel All great. All that, though, yeah. Those are the yeah. That was the euphoria. That the I was euphoria. Then yeah. you're having some what's called paranoid delusions, where all of a sudden you feel like, oh no. Correct. These... I was in a paranoid state. Yeah. You know, that's part of the psychosis stages because there's a stage once you reach that psychosis that's your that's when you're fucked like you're like oh shit like that's when you're full-blown seeing shit Mm -hmm. your things are talking to you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's crazy you know and 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 it takes time to get there you know what i mean so you mentioned ideas of reference too and ideas of Mm -hmm. reference are like let's say when you think you walk in a room and you feel like the people around you are talking about you or talking to you correct or paranoid stage or you you see a sign on you see a billboard on the highway and you interpret that billboard as a sign from God to you to do X, Y, correct. and Z. You know, correct. Yeah. And and that's all revolving back because you can't understand what's going on. Yeah. If us as an indivi- as the people who have the psychosis, you know, and there's people that just have random psychosis mm-hmm. too. Like there's that shit's crazy. It just there's some people that just have random psychosis. Yeah. You know, and you know like. The best thing to do is to understand something. That's how you can further, like, better your life. Mm-hmm. You have to understand what's going on, mm-hmm. what's happening, what a psychosis is. The psychosis is just you conjuring up images, memories, or people or things from your mind, your own individual mind. So instead of being in this panic, worrying state, you know, and seeing negative shit, just, you know, understand that, oh, shit, I'm starting to see shit. So now it's like I got to relax. You know, I I need some uh, some I need a, a break. I need yeah. to go to sleep or I need medication or whatever it may be. Do you, you know Erwin, I mean? do you fear um, that fighting puts you at a higher risk of having another psychotic? No, break? it's impossible for me to have another psychotic thing. Like is that. it impossible? Because the thing is, like, there's two things. Number right. one, I live through it. OK. You know what I mean? I should be dead. You know, because I saw so much crazy shit and I literally like I wanted to kill myself, yeah. you know, and I did attempt to to do it, you know, and I'm not a suicidal person. I love my life, yeah. bro. But it's like because I was experiencing those things, because I was seeing shit, you know, I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, and I saw a lot of religious based things yeah. again. Like I said, I saw a lot of religious based things. So I was like, oh, fuck that. Like, I don't you know, I don't want it. Like, I can't take this. You know what I mean? But I I lived through it. I got out of it you know what i mean like where i understand it you know because i live through it that i know that number one if it ever happened again i know what signs to look out for because like i told you like i you get those euphoria stages that depressed yeah. state um 
you start feeling a certain way, mm-hmm. like where I didn't sleep, you know what I mean? Or if I'm like, I have outbursts or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so I know what to look out for. And then God forbid, like say that I fucking somehow, some way yeah. go without days without sleep, like, like three, two days, like more than three days without sleep. I'm, I will literally be the first person, bro, to go to the fucking Good. the psych hospital and be like, listen, man, I need some tranquilizer. <laughs> go get some fucking tranquilizer. Shoot me real quick. Let me sleep for like two days and I'm good. I'm back to normal. I just I haven't slept in three days and this is worrying me yeah, and I need to fucking go to sleep. You sleep, know what I mean? Sleep is a red flag that I teach my that's patients about. Number right one. Away. That's Pay, number one. Sleep. So in psychiatry or in psychology as a whole, we call sleep the sixth vital sign. Mm-hmm. Right, because we look at respirations, heart rate, blood pressure, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? Sleep. I tell all my patients, sleep. When I would see it's people important. come to the psych ward, yeah. I would see a change as soon as if they came in in a psychotic or manic state yeah. and we got that boy to sleep and I would go to go home, come yeah. back the next day, and then they'll come up to, to the station, to the nurse's station. Literally, bro. Like, and they were clear. That's how important sleep is. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, that's It's good. so fucking important because the thing that happens is like, Remember, like I told you, like it's okay. Yes, we're sleeping, but it's like, what are we doing when we're sleeping? We're dream, we're dreaming. We're in a dream state, and in our dream state, we need to like escape reality right for a little bit. You know, you gotta get those stressors out. You gotta escape reality for a little bit. Enjoy that dream state, you know, and then come back to life. Yeah. Come back to reality. Come back to the real world, mm-hmm. you know, and get those stressors out. Okay, you okay? You you feel better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you needed. Just a little sleep. You need to just. Shut it off. And I think people you know? don't realize how important sleep is, not only to your mental health, but even your physical health. I spent three Correct. years working night shift in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, when I started doing studies on or uh, reading up on the literature surrounding yeah. sleep and what night shift work does to people and mm-hmm. how it shortens your lifespan, increased risk of cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. increased re- r- rates of depression, more anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like people don't realize the importance of sleep. So it's interesting that we're having this conversation from a UFC Bro. fighter. Based off of a psychotic Sleep break. is the yeah. most fucking important thing that we can do. It keeps us level-headed. Yeah. It keeps us on this in this reality, in this conscious, shared conscious reality, like I told you. You know? Because otherwise, you're going to open this Pandora's box and you're going to be in a dual-state reality. You're going to be in a fucking psychosis. You're going to be seeing shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, you you don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you know? Have you ever seen the Yes, I have. Whenever I talk to people about what happened mm-hmm. to me, that's how I describe yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm, so far down and I'm telling you, like, everything that you experienced being in a psychosis, it was all in your mind. Yeah. You know, you created all those images and all those things, but those images were coming from your emotions. Yeah. You know, whatever state you were in, whether you were in a good feeling state or whether you were in a bad feeling state, you know. They created, they conjured up those, those, those images, those things, those people, whatever it is that you saw, yeah. it it was real, like you know. But it was, but it was, yeah. But it was only in your head, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was only in your head, and that is for yourself. That was your subconscious mind trying to tell you something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so you can take whatever you can from that experience and learn from it and grow from it. You know, but understand it as well, Mm -hmm. that if you ever feel that, if you ever see those things again, what is it that you're trying to tell yourself? What is it that your subconscious mind is trying to tell your conscious self? You see what I'm saying? Do you feel like, do you feel like you learned anything from your psychosis? Oh my God. Really? Changing completely. Yeah. 
That's why people go on those psychedelic trips yeah, and shit. Yeah, no, you know? I hear you. That's what I was just thinking That's why about. all of a sudden they're like, oh, I talked to an alien and shit like that. Like, yes, you did talk to an alien, but that alien was in your head. You know, it wasn't real. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you did talk to an alien. Yeah. And that alien's name was your subconscious mind. Yeah, I don't know enough you know? about these... Um the psychedelic trips and people. Uh, I don't know either. I don't, I, know. I don't do. And, you and, know, yeah. I've never done anything, bro. I've 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 been drug free my whole life because I knew what I wanted yeah. to do. I wanted to fight I, my whole I life. I can only know? warn people that I've seen when people try to do hallucinogens in order yeah. to have some of these trips, or they're constantly microdosing on mushrooms, that it can lead to psychosis. And sometimes correct. I've seen people in the hospital who it is irreversible. Yes. So correct. although I'm sure there are some benefits to it. Yeah, I don't know enough for me to one prescribe it to tell anybody to go get it. Yeah, and I don't, I can't vouch for it because I don't know enough. Has it helped some people? I'm sure it has, but I've also seen it. Yeah, I've also seen it go the other way. Yeah. So until this is really regulated and really studied and researched, I'm not gonna recommend it. And again, again, it's like I'm with you a hundred percent because you have to understand what you're doing. If you're forcing a psychosis, if you're forcing a psychedelic, you're opening up Pandora's box mm -hmm. and that Pandora's box is different for every individual. You know what I mean? For me, it was horrible. You this know, go, this goes because, back to roulette, you know, like how, how, how so? Just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just gambling, yeah. and now you're, you're gambling. Yeah, you said earlier the house always wins. The house always not you. wins. Yeah, like like I said, man, I should be, I literally should be dead, bro. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I should be dead because of what I went through. Like bro, like you know, I I don't know how the fuck I'm here, but I'm here to tell a story, man. I'm here to help anybody that I can. I'm here to help people understand. You know, that's the way I see it. You know what I mean? I know what I figured out with myself on my individual part, but I. From my experience, I can help individuals because I actually went through it. Mm. And I know what is and what isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can tell these individuals, like, listen, like, you know, like, careful with that shit, man. Because you're playing with fucking fire, man. Yeah. You're playing with fire. If you're doing psychedelics and all that shit, you're playing with fire. But somebody who just goes through psychosis just to go through psychosis and they don't understand what's going on, now they can understand. Mm. Now they can realize that it's all in their head. Like I'm trying to tell them, it's all in their head. It's all in your head. You're creating all those images. Yes, you are having conversations with this person, this person, this person, but that person is not that person. That person is your subconscious mind. That's what that is. There's four different stages to the human brain, and we don't even know them. You know what I mean? And Do you think you would have been able to break out of the psychosis without the medications of the tranquilizer they gave you? Break? Yeah, absolutely. No, actually, wait, 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 say that again. <laughs> Do you think that you would have been able... To break out of the psychosis, yeah, without the the tranquilizer. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because the thing was, I was in a psychosis. I was you, I, I was in a psychosis. I was in a psychosis because I didn't go to sleep. Right, mm -hmm. so I I was already in a psychosis. But my I was in that dual state reality. You know, I was in that dual state reality because I did not go to sleep. You know. They didn't give me drugs. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't give me medication. Like, oh, here you have to take this or you have to take. They just shot me. They but that's why they, they shot me and they put me to sleep. Yeah, that's it. You know. So yeah. listen to me. So they shot me and they put me to sleep. And from my experience, this is factual shit. That's they shot me and put me to sleep. Then I finally woke up like two days later, mm -hmm. and I was like, "What the fuck mm -hmm. happened?" You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was able to get out of that. And I'm grateful that I got out of that because they shot me and they put me to sleep. 
You know, I don't know what they gave me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there was medications in that shot or whatever. Yeah. But it helped me to like go to sleep, which is what I needed. Yeah. I needed that. And to wake up and to be like, okay, how am I going to get my life back? How do I get out of this situation? You see what I'm saying? I was back to normal because my dual state reality that I was in, it broke apart. In my sleep, I was in my, this is me like in a psychosis. And once I fell asleep, they got back to here and I woke up and now I'm back here. I'm like, it's like back to the beginning, like square one, you know, now I'm sleeping normally. Yeah. And there, there you are know? a percentage. There's, a, there are a large percentage of people who have one psychotic break in their lives and never have one again. So I don't care. Yeah. Look, I tell this to all patients that that come to see me. I don't care so much about the diagnosis because mm-hmm. I'm not here to label anybody. Right? Mm-hmm. People love the DSM five. They love, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they love the diagnostic portion of it. Yeah. Um, I care about your quality of life. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure when I see somebody, I'm like, mm-hmm. look. You can call it whatever you want. You yeah. can call it dual. You can call it bipolar disorder. You can call it whatever you want. You can you call know, it whatever. Yeah, whatever you want. The whole goal yeah. is: Do you still have custody of your daughter? Yeah. Is your f- relationship with your family okay? Mm-hmm. Can you recognize if this is happening again, regardless of what you want to call mm-hmm. it? And can you continue to pursue the things you want to pursue to have that high quality? And of not only that, desire? how can you prevent it if you do exactly. feel that it would happen again? Exactly. You know. And again, the thing with me, you know, the thing that I'm prideful about is the fact that I, I'm able to do that. Like if I, I like I told you, you know, if I yeah. ever feel some type of way, I know what where to go. Yeah. If I ever feel some type of way, I know like what it is that I need right now. Like holy shit, I haven't gone to sleep in yeah. fucking X amount of days. I need to go to bed. You know, like I need somebody to fucking shoot me up with tranquilizer <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I understand it. And like I tell you, like, you have to understand what is going on. You know, if if you can't understand, then you're just a fucking you're somebody lost in a fucking jungle or in the forest. Yeah. You're just running around like fucking lost in the maze, like a rat in a maze, just lost. But if you can understand something, you know, and understand why it's happening and how it works, you can you can keep living. You can you, there's a roadmap. You have a roadmap. You're in that same forest, but you have a roadmap. You're like, oh shit, I'm I'm lost, but okay, I know how to get back on the right route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I am. And again, that only comes from the self. Everybody is different. What works for me doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for you. You have to find out what works for you. And how do you find that out? You have to become best friends with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't do. They're not best friends with themselves. Because there's they don't like who they are. Some people look at themselves and they don't like who they are. But you have to, I'm here to tell you, you have to accept every flaw about yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly. You got to accept it. Understand that this is you and understand how you can make it work for you. You know what I mean? Everything revolves around the self. Everything, you know? And that's just, that's, that's what it is. Like, I know myself, man. I know myself. I know, you know, I know the ugly of me. You know what I mean? I know the good of me, the great of me. I know the bad of me. You know, I know everything about there is to know about myself. Who knows myself better than me? Mm. You know what I mean? I know everything that there is about, because I ask myself questions all the time. Quality questions. Quality questions lead to a quality life. I ask myself powerful questions. What do I desire in this world? 
What do I see myself in two years, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years? You know, what is it that I want? You know, what is it that I don't want? What am I willing to tolerate? What am I not willing to tolerate? What are my values? You know, what are my beliefs? What are my convictions? You know, I know everything there is to know about me. I am my biggest student. Mm -hmm. I know myself to the T, you know, and because I do, I can prevent any of this thing and, and this horrible nature to ever occur again. You know, I can prevent it, you know, and I could, I could better my life, you know, have a better quality life because I know everything about there is to know about me. Like, I know what I need, when I need it, and how I, like, why I need it. You know what I mean? Of like, course. I know everything about me, man. You're preaching, man. You have to know, your, you have to know yourself. Yeah. You have to become your best friend. You know, and if you're your own best friend, you will literally never be alone one day in your life. You know, because people think like they get in these relationships and shit and they think to themselves like, oh, you know, like, oh, now I'm feeling loved and stuff like that. And, you know, they, your happiness revolves around somebody else. But that person one day wakes up and they don't want you. What then? What are you going to do then? See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you got to know and love yourself first and foremost in order for you to be able to give yourself to somebody else. You know? You have to know who you are. Awesome, man. You know? Leading up to that trip where you went to see your family at the end of December. Okay. How were you feeling before that trip? And I don't know if it's because I'm not like, I'm close to my family, but I'm not so close where Mm -hmm. I would be so happy to see them to the point where I would like, get so caught up in that that I would just not feel tired. Like, I just have trouble with yeah. the whole, like, well, you were so into it. This is what this is what was happening, you know, um, but I didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what, okay. when I told you to hold that, right, yeah, you know okay. what I mean? I held this, the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what was happening that I didn't understand what was happening because I didn't know anything about the human mind. I didn't learn about that shit until I was in jail. You know, for the second time, like after I cut out the hospital and I came back the second time. So this is what was happening that I was doing that I had no idea that I was doing. When I would be with my family, I was in such a exuberant state where I was in that euphoria state, you know, that I had no idea that I was pumping endorphins into me. I was pumping dopamine into my system that kept me awake. That's why I was staying awake. Because I was pumping those endorphins because being with my family, being in such a euphoria state of mind and constantly being in there and just like imagine like something being pumped into you like, oh, right. stay up. Keep keep being in that euphoria yeah. state. Mm-hmm. Keep being in that euphoria state. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you love your family. Here you go. You know? <laughs> Here you go. Like that's what I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. But it and was happening. before that? Because did that have such an even bigger impact because of the fact and let me because of how you were before? And I wasn't like before I like like I said, I was just chilling, kicking it with my family, but I didn't know that I was pumping those endorphins in me. I didn't know I was pumping that dopamine being produced naturally because it it just produces naturally. And it was keeping me awake. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had to like once I learned about dopamine, when I like looked it up and I learned about it and everything and I, you know, furthered my research and everything. I realized like, holy shit, that's why I was up. That's why I was I couldn't sleep because my mind was racing. You know, my mind was racing. I had a very raceful mind. I had a lot of thoughts being produced in milliseconds, like thought after thought, like thought after thought, you know. And I didn't understand that I was the dopamine was being pumped into me and it was keeping me up, Mm -hmm. you know. 
and then um there was something else i was going to tell you what was it but prior to seeing your family like how were you feeling i was feeling good everything was good yeah like i said like i said i had no stress i had no stress at all everything was good everything was gucci i was just happy to see them Mm -hmm. and because i was so happy to see them too much of one thing is always bad even being happy all the fucking time (laughs) that shit is bad like you know and i didn't i didn't know that but literally like too much of anything is always bad you know like you have to kind of just step down a little bit you know and i had no idea what was happening but once i realized once i learned about it i was like holy shit that's how the fuck I was able to. That's why my mind was so yeah, raceful. That's yeah, that's why mine was. So because that's why I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> understand that. Too, I, like, I, love you I couldn't understand that. But literally, like that's what was happening. The endorphins were being pumped into my system, and it was keeping me up. And this is what happens after the third day of being up. Your body forgets to rest. Like your body doesn't. It forgets to sleep. It doesn't require sleep no longer. Yeah, there's a surge of dopamine you know? and your brain is racing and there's no there's no opportunity for sleep. And this I know f- to be factual because like I said, I was in that psychosis state of mind. You know, I didn't eat, I didn't drink, and I had no desire to eat or drink. Because the body like went a day without eating or drinking and it said, fuck it, I don't need it. You know, that's how powerful the mind is. The mind can keep living. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just... It uses this. This is just nothing but a vessel. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to your consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's what's giving you life. Mm-hmm. That's what's making you here. That's what, you know, yeah, we see each other physically, but the only thing that, the only way you can interpret me is for you to consciously be aware in your situation, To you, for you to consciously see me, acknowledge me, and speak to me, and you know what I mean? Like, so I'm talking to your brain. You know what I mean? So it's like, the brain is so powerful. Yeah. We have no idea how powerful it is. And it sucks that I had to learn like this, but I'm grateful to have learned like this because I can help people understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's, I think what's, cra- the story is so crazy that it, and then you have this crazy platform of being a fighter that yeah. it gives you the opportunity. And then you're well, so eloquent that's that you the can thing. speak about it. That's so. the thing. That's what yeah. I'm grateful for. And yeah. again, it's like the universe works in mysterious ways. Because I am a fighter, I was fighting this whole shit the whole time. <laughs> I was literally fighting my psychosis. Like, I would see the things that I seen, and I was literally fighting it. Like, nah, you're not going to take me, motherfucker. What's up? <laughs> I was literally fighting it like that for uh-huh. days. I was being tortured, being fucked up, like, you know? But I was literally fighting all those crazy, scary shit in my head, you know? And in the end, I won. You know what I mean? Because I won't submit to life. I'm I'm too stubborn, and I'm a fucking fighter. You know, I'm a real true fighter, bro. You know, I fought for my life. You know what I mean? And I'm proud of that, man. Now I got my life back. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know. You mentioned dopamine earlier, um, and I'm thinking about the surge of dopamine. Usually, we use medications to regulate dopamine. Correct. So. Currently, right now, do they still have you taking medications? Yeah, I'm taking lithium. Okay, you know it's an elemental thing. You know, it's, it's like actually a, not it's even. Like, a, yeah, it's yeah, not it's even nothing. You yeah. know, yeah, because I did my research. Me and my sister, we did our research, and we we wanted to take something that was more natural. Because lithium, if people don't know, is just a salt pill. It's That's salt all it is. Literally, a salt pill. It's probably one of the oldest medications. In yeah, it's, it's just literally salt. You know, like, 
and it's an elemental thing, you know, like literally, like, you know, it's an element, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so I started taking uh, lithium, you know, I wanted to go with something more mm-hmm. organically approached. You Did know they try mean? to stack on a bunch of meds at first and you at had to first, resist? Yeah, at first they were trying to stack up a shit. They were trying to give me like 1,200. They were trying to give me like 2,400 milligrams of that shit. Like, they were like, yeah, something's wrong with them. Like, you know, <laughs> like, and I was just fighting the, the psychiatrist, man. I was like, fuck, man, bro, I'm telling you, like, I just need to sleep. You know, and then eventually, like, you know, like, we found a happy medium, and now I'm only on 600 milligrams of lithium every night, dose, you know? Right? Yeah, it's a very small dose, like, you know what I mean? And I, I do what I got to do. What's been your experience so far just with the mental health field? Do you feel heard? Do you feel like the person who's sitting across from you um, hears you, knows you, mm-hmm. cares about you? Mm-hmm. For you? No, 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 not me. Oh. No, no. When you go see, when you go see your provider, yeah. like when you go see. The oh, pers- um, eh, well, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But it's like it's not me trying to vent, you know, no. or me trying to get anything out, or me trying to, you know, find anything out. I'm there because it's a requirement gotcha. of me. I know what happened. I know what I did. I know myself on how to prevent this i know like you know like he's irrelevant Mm -hmm. to me you know like and i know that if i need something like if i needed something i had a question or whatever i could just go to the hospital or whatever you know what i mean so it's like it's irrelevant but it's a it's a it's a requirement, gotcha. you know, like the state, I'm, I'm, I'm still out unconditional, you know what I mean? Like, so no, no, since I got to go to him. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Since you said it's a requirement, I just met an NFL player like two days ago, uh-huh. randomly he had a, like a networking event. I didn't mm-hmm. even know. I was just went up and started talking to this dude, big black dude. And after a while I'm talking to him, he's like, I was like, oh, he's asking me what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. I'm telling him about mental health. I'm talking to him about the podcast. Yeah. Then I asked him, oh, what do you do? And he's like, I play football. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Like college, he's like no NFL. Yeah. I'm like oh, okay, cool. Nice, I was like yeah, for yeah. who? Oh, Detroit Lions. Yeah. So little by little, he started telling me about the NFL. So I started asking him about mental health within mm-hmm. the NFL because I know it's a big deal because of CTE, mm-hmm. because of, correct, because yeah. of the history, you know, because of the many yeah. suicides we've seen, whether it was mm-hmm. Junior Seau. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of issues going on in the NFL. And then I asked him, "What's the culture in the NFL like towards?" mental health mm-hmm. and he said exactly what you you just said it's a requirement so they're yeah. requiring their players to see a mental health professional yeah i mean so, some some places were like you know some places you have to go but again it's it, like so does the, this is the I, thing that i would i will tell and yeah. i would av- advocate for him yeah you know is that as an athlete as an athlete mm-hmm. you know Athletes are mainly people that, like, they know themselves pretty well, you know, because we're doing something that's damn near impossible, you know. So we don't listen to everybody else. Like, we listen to ourselves. We know who we are Mm -hmm. as an individual. That's how most athletes, like, or high-level athletes are. They, like, they know themselves, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they know what they need and when they need it and what they got to do. Like, somebody who's a pro professional football player or a professional like you, you know, yeah, like fighter, yeah. fighter, like you know what I mean. That's gotten to the UFC level, like a high caliber. We know what we need. We know ourselves, you know. So that's why what he's saying. That's why he said. That's why I can see him saying, like, "Oh yeah, it's a requirement," but I know who I am. You know what but I mean? Like I know what I need. You isn't know? that to the detriment of that individual? Because if you are so obviously, you do. You know yourself. You know how to it's, eat. It's how a, to train. It's a double-edged sword. Okay. It's yeah. a double-edged sword because again, you know, like he can 
he can be stubborn in the fact that it's like, okay, no, no, like I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Or he could be like very fucking well educated, mm. knows everything that he needs, knows everything, you know, and be like, trust me, I know myself, I know what to do if something would happen or this, that, and the third. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like how it is in my situation where I'm very well educated. I now know about all this shit. I lived through it to experience. I've read about it. You know, I, I, I know the pros, the cons. I know everything that there is to know about it, you know, and I know it works for me, mm. you know, and I know who I am as an individual, mm. you know? So it's like, I know I'm good. What you do know? you think the culture is like for the other fighters? Like, um, do you, well, number one. Does Ego FC or the UFC, do they make you go through any mental health screenings? No, nothing. And They've never done nothing like and that. I think the UFC now is tr starting, starting to uh, to do something around those. Uh, That's cool. Around, around that, you know, around like CTE and shit I, like I that. They're starting important. to do, I think, I believe so, you know. Um, and what's the, the no, mentality of the me. fighters themselves, like in terms of how they feel towards mental health? Is that discussed <sighs> at all by fighters themselves? I mean, for... I, as an Sanford. individual, like for me not being me, you know, um, I would think to myself, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, man, it's a requirement. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, we don't need. But it's like, we have to understand, again, everything, everybody's perception is going to be different. You know what I mean? And people won't take things seriously until it happens to them. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they will not take that shit serious until it happens to them. Until they get through some fucking crazy... Or they they hear about some crazy shit that happened, you know? Like, that's the only way that they're going to fucking take it serious, you know? But this is why we do these things. This is why we're on this podcast right now, to just yeah. bring awareness to people. Yeah. To let them know that it's like, okay, these are the things that can happen. These are things that could potentially happen. These are how you can avoid them, you know? And it's like I said, like, again, everybody's perception is going to be different. You know, we can't make the whole world view everything one way. It's just not going to happen. There's too many people. There's yeah. too many perceptions, you know. But you can you can give them a billboard to look at. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You can give them that billboard to look at and just be like, hey, we're here. Like, you know, know about this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Because you never know. You never know. You know? And that's all. And... You know, God willing, through good experiences, like, people will learn about it more and more. You yeah. know what I mean? But unfortunately, you know, through bad experiences as well, they'll learn about it more and more. Yeah. They'll start to take serious, more and more serious, the more and more it grows. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? yeah, growing up, I had this thing where it was, I don't know where I read it, but it was the three Ds, right? And it was mm -hmm. desire, discipline, dedication. Desire, mm, discipline, like dedication. I like that. I, it carried yeah. me. In the Army, it carried me through school. Desire, discipline, dedication. So, and then I twisted it, and I was like, I'm, I'm Latino. So I was like, oh, hold up. The three Cs. Corazón, cerebro, y cojones. Corazón, cerebro, <laughs> y cojones. Yeah. So, but now I've gotten older, right? Uh -huh. And so it's kind of like that billboard that you're talking about. Uh -huh. And now I'm all about empathy, right? Understanding what other people are going through. Mm -hmm. Um, empowerment, giving mm -hmm. them the power themselves to overcome these things, mm -hmm. and then education, which is that billboard, mm -hmm. right? So, I that's interesting, you know. I, yeah, that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful way to look at it, and it's beautiful to see how like you were with the with the D's and the C's and the yeah. E's now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you see the maturing process. Exactly. Well, I feel know? like I'm older now, and so now it's, it's not. No, so, it's, it's not it's, about me. It's yeah, it's it's beautiful because yeah. that's what you're doing. It. You're not doing it about you no more. You're yeah. doing it about others because yeah. that's your field. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're a healer. You yeah. know, you're a doc. You yeah. know what I mean? You're a doctor. No, that's what you I, I I truly feel like. That's I'm here 
to just yeah like everybody has a purpose right yeah like yeah. you were talking about purpose yeah. earlier yeah and my purpose is just to lift people up to empower them to yeah. educate them yeah and to have empathy for people who probably feel like nobody understands where they're coming from yeah because again mental health is something that's it's a very touchy subject we don't we don't know about this shit until it happens to us like i said you know what i mean and you don't understand what's going on and the people that there's really not nobody that really lives through things like this like True. you know they don't they're not here to talk about it you know what i mean but i'm i'm here that's you awesome, know what huh? i mean and i'm i'm here to talk about it and i'm here to help as many people as i can and i'll be speaking about it more and more Good as, as you, time goes on you know and i'll be reaching more and more people but it's like this is how it starts yeah, you know what i mean this is how it starts and uh again it's like i tell everybody like you know there's don't ever don't you know don't don't judge a book by its cover you know what i mean until you can understand like you know what i mean until you see like okay if you hear something okay you, i heard about that but there's got to be more to it you know what i mean like so they, you know don't just say things that come out of your mouth like as soon as you hear something oh that's disgusting you know or some shit like that people are quick like, right now yeah you know but it's normal it's yeah. normal it's and it's okay it's okay for people's perceptions to be different that's mm -hmm. what makes us beautiful we all have different perceptions mm -hmm. you know so it's okay but at the same time number one focus on yourself you know as an individual you know number two Always be open to hearing both sides of the story. You know what I mean? Like, if you hear it from me or from you, it's like, okay, yeah, you heard it from me, but he has a different story. So be open to it. You know what I mean? So that's just, that's it, that's it, man. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm grateful, like I said, that I'm here. I'm grateful that I'm able to speak about these things. I'm going to speak about these things more, you know, the the, the further down, you know what I mean, that, that I go. And I'm hoping that, if I can help one person today, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Well, so. I, I guarantee you have. I got one more question before we wrap it up. Cool. Um, what was the response of the guys at Sanford MMA when you came out? What Did you feel supported? Did you feel like people were kind of looking at you? When I got you? out of jail? When you got, or when you came back to the gym. When I came back to jail. Oh, bro, everything was the same. Everything same. the same. Those are my people, bro. Those are my brothers, man. Those, those, those guys go to war with me every day. You know, like we're a brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like, they literally showed up in my court. I had a couple of my teammates come to my court and support me. You know, like, and they, they were there when I needed them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, on my big court day where the judge allowed people to be there, they filled up the room. They filled up the room, showed support. You know what I mean? And they, they were there when I needed them, bro. That was when I really needed them. You know, and they tuned into the the Zoom meetings and shit, because again we were in COVID, we were in the the, the whole pandemic shit. Yeah. But the day that I was released was the day that I needed them the most because I needed like a lot of supporters to show up at, at my at my hearing mm -hmm. so that the judge could be like, you know, this guy he has a lot of support. Like, you know, it looks good yeah. on on me, and they were there, uh, you know, and I'm grateful for them. And I know my real ones, you know what I mean? Like, I know the guys that are with me no matter what i know that they're they ride with me to the end you know and i know that they're there with me you know what i mean so i'm a very loved person i'm you know i got a tattoo on my back that says blessed you know and i am out of all the tattoos that i got that's the one that i'm most proud of because i have literally lived a blessed life man i really do bro like you know for all the shit that i've been through 
not just this, but I've been through so much shit in my life, you know, but I'm blessed, man. You know, I'm here. I'm, I'm chilling, you know, and I see life differently, bro. You know, I was robbed from everything. Imagine, bro, I was robbed from everything. I was robbed from contact with people in general. I didn't talk to nobody. I wrote letters, you know what I mean? Like, that was my only form of contact. Every once in a while, I could make a phone call, but every, like, three days, four days, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had, like, I didn't talk to anybody in, in the jail. I just talked to my workers, the people that I had working for me, or things that I needed when I needed them. And occasionally, I would enjoy a game of chess that I would play with one of my guys. You know what I mean? Because I played them through the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I taught them how to. I taught them how to move the pieces yeah. with like, you know, the board, mm-hmm. with using the letters and the numbers. Yeah. And then I would move his piece while I was in my unit playing, and I would move my piece, and I'd be like, "All right, go ahead, call the next one." You know what I mean? So, again, it's just like I said. You know what I mean? Oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? <laughs> what was I saying? I say something. Just like the importance of community, the importance of having your brothers. I'm just blessed. I'm blessed. Like I said, you know, I'm I'm blessed. I love my life. You know, I see life differently. You know, we never know what we really have until it's gone. And it's unfortunate. But I'm grateful that my life isn't gone. You know, like my family isn't gone. We're here. We can move past this, you know, and just go after the things that I want in my life. You know what I mean? And I'm grateful to have gotten a second chance. I'm grateful that everything worked out the way that it did. I was able to learn what I had to learn from the experience, you know, and I'm just moving forward. You know what I mean? I'm moving forward, and that's it, you know? Well, I can tell you this, man. Your family calls you little one, but you're a giant, um, and I think you're going to uh, do appreciate big, that. You're gonna do big things. Yeah. You're already doing big things. Yeah. I built this podcast room with no intentions other than me being selfish and nosy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, because I loved hearing the stories of people that I was sitting with privately in a room Mm -hmm. and i always felt like man these stories are so profound they're so heavy but they could teach so much to people yeah and damn what a privilege if i just recorded this podcast and shut this down right now (laughs) it'd be worth it man yeah i appreciate that so i know that this has been a long time coming i want to say thank you yeah um uh just thank you for for taking your time to come through yeah uh for sharing your story not only with me but for whoever wants to listen yeah and and that's all i feel blessed by you yeah. so i appreciate that brother so so thank you man i don't know if there's Gracias, anything else you want to say <laughs> uh, appreciate you bro and just like i said you know just for everybody out there if i can help one person i'm happy but just remember that everything revolves around the self you know what i mean like at the end of the day yes this person can help you that person can help you but it's the person that helps you the best is yourself. You know what I mean? Like yourself is, you have to be best friends with yourself. You got to love everything about yourself, the ugly, the bad, you know what I mean? And just remember that everything revolves around the self. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't help anybody if you can't help yourself first, you know, and that's a true fact. You know, if you want to have plans to help this person, that person, that person, like you can't even move, you know, and you can't do anything. You got to help yourself first and then you can help all these people. You know what I mean? Because we're living, we're, we're living and we're viewing the world through our own individual eyes. And until we make sure that we're good there, you know, then we can do everything else. You know, so anybody that's listening, we got to make sure that we know who we are as individuals, you know, and that's how we can always move no i think that's huge you started off by saying that when you were little you got into a fight and you saw that 
people liked you because of the fight and mm. that kind of encouraged you that made me fight. who i am yeah and then you know? later on you said as you were fighting on bigger stages the lights you know that being at the center yeah. also gave you fuel yeah. And that takes self-awareness to recognize, oh, I'm doing this also because I like the praise. I, I like yeah. the outside praise, but I need to be happy with myself as an individual yeah, before anything know. else. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's like that's, that's, that's the reason why like normal people, like I could have got out and I could have just said, you know what, I'm going to hang it up. I'm going to hang up the gloves and I'm done with fighting. Like, you know, let me, I, I'm a smart guy. I can do a lot of things. There's a lot of fucking things I can do. <laughs> I'm a smart guy, yeah. man. You know? But I love fighting, man. I love fighting, bro. You know, and I love what I stand for more than anything. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm everybody. You know what I mean? I'm you. I'm, I'm everybody. We are all in our own individual fight with life. You know, like life is at a constant battle with us as an individual. Like shit's gonna happen to you. Circumstances are gonna hit you. You know what I mean? You can give up and just submit, or you can keep moving forward. Pick up the pieces that you got. You know, and better yourself from it, understand it, and keep moving forward. And that's what I always choose, man. I, you know, I'll never submit to life, bro. I'm a fighter. I'm a true fighter, bro. I'll keep going until the end, until I get what I want. You know what I mean? I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stubborn. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm, so, I'm really man. happy you're stubborn. I'm sure your family and everybody yeah. who's around you is, is equally happy, man. Yeah. Appreciate so you, brother. To you. Pleasure hey. to be here, man. No, thank you. Gracias, everybody, man. bro. Take it easy, guys.